Welcome to On The Mic With Mike. We don't always have these conversations with our loved ones, but we need to. The podcast that addresses controversial issues that affect us in the criminal justice system. Do you understand what we had to get to to carry a gun and defend ourselves? And even cultural challenges we face every day. People just love to make it about race. That's not the case. What causes you to be in a relationship that may lead to a potential domestic issue down the line? Resolve your unconscious bias and grow from an independent perspective based on facts and data. Why not use statistics in your analysis? And now your host. Do I seem like I'm on something or am I just losing it? Instructor Mike. Why am I here in the background? All right. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another Wednesday night triggered with instructor Mike and friends on YouTube. We're also on Instagram. If you're watching this, share this, share this. Eric with the stogie. Don't you crash. Lighten that big fucker. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to light one up too. Uh huh. I I don't smoke, so I just uh, damn it. <laughs> Yo, something else. Hey, what's going on? If you're watching on TikTok, let's get the likes up, get the shares up. It's gonna be a very interesting show tonight. Those of you all listening on the podcast on the mic with Mike, you already know it's Instructor Mike. We're on YouTube Live, Instructor Mike and friends. We got John, Eric, Stronzo, Katie. Uh, we got more that's going to be coming in the show. We got an interesting show tonight. So, guys, go on ahead, introduce yourselves a little bit. Whatever you want to say, you want to say, and we'll go on ahead and get it going. All right. Uh, John McGuardian Concepts. We're based out of Urban, Illinois. Uh, we do the concealed carry uh, classes along with advanced training. Um, our next class is actually December 11th and 12th. Uh, doing that at a discounted holiday rate of $80 for CCL for $80. Um, go to Facebook and check out Guardian Concepts LLC or go to our website, www.guardian-concepts.com. Instructor KD, uh, Kato Devoted Training. Um, I'm located in the south suburbs of, of Chicago. You can reach me, 773-991-1649. Um, I actually have a class coming up on October 27th and 28th, I believe it is. Uh, it's posted on my Facebook page, Katie Truitt, T-R-U-I-T-T. If you guys are looking for your concealing carrier, up this way. All right, good deal. Eric, he's just a guy that just... <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just a guy. Just, just, just Mike's friend. Uh, somebody asked me on TikTok. Those of you all watching on TikTok, appreciate you. 
Let's get the likes up, okay? We're going to be responding to comments and stuff like that. Please, let's get the likes up. That's how the algorithms work, so that way the conversation can spread. Remember, let's keep it positive. We got an interesting conversation we're going to have today. Stronzo. What's up, man? All right. Just a guy doing things in the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, it just is crazy. I got you, John Hammerkin at the top, and Katie Hammer, right? Eric, I haven't met you, but you lit one up, so I'm going to light one up with you. John uh, Hammer, be here. Uh, I am just a guy, man. I've been retired since 2016. I served in the service uh, military with Mike. John, I know back from way back in the day. Katie, Katie and I have, like, can I swear on here? Fuck yeah. Are you serious? Hell yeah. Okay. So, so me and Katie have like the realest fucking talks and conversations about shit that white and black people don't want to talk about. And I love it. I, I love Katie like a, like a brother. Mike, obviously, you know, I love you, man. Yes, um, sir. Yes, sir. I am a nobody, man. I, I'm, I'm a retired guy and I farm. I pick corn and I live in the middle of nowhere. So I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody, too. I just got a little platform. God just blessed me with. That's it. Oh, no, no. The world ain't ready for Mike Brown. Look, I don't know. We talked about this. We talked about this. We We're going to get into that. I know we will. We did. We I know did. we will. We did. All right, those of you all who are watching on TikTok, I appreciate it. Yes, we're going to go on ahead and uh, uh, interact with your comments as well. So the things that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, just to give you kind of a rundown of the show, um, we're going to talk about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation just a little bit. Just talk about some thoughts on that because there are some things that we as instructors and you know you all as concealed carriers whatever the case may be there are some things that we can learn from that same thing with the mod aubrey um with that situation because though it is involving a shotgun uh as the weapon that was used in that given situation there are some lessons that could be learned out of that um also there was an armored card heist in chicago uh, this armored card heist that took place on 83rd near South Holland Drive. Uh, we're going to play a video about that and then have a discuss on that discussion on that. Then we're also going to talk about, of course, whatever anybody else wants to talk about. That's cool as well. But uh, my wife is anti-2A. What do... Now, not mine. I'm just saying that's the topic, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hell no. Nah. Like, wait, watch. What are you doing? No, no, I ain't talking about me. No, hell no. No, no. Fuck that. Did you see the look on my face? I was like, when? Right. Like, Eric. Oh, Eric, what? Eric and I went to high school together. So like, and we <laughs> we still talk to this day. So it's like, when well, the fuck, hey, man, when the fuck did that life, happen? I believe, in, I believe in God. My wife believes in aliens. So welcome. welcome to, you just like, welcome to my world, Mike. Yeah, yeah, shit. All right, so. Uh, wife is anti-2A, husband is anti-2A, what to do? What do you do? Uh, and then bank security guards, and then wherever the conversation goes. Uh, Can you clarify that real quick? Sure. You said wife is anti-2A and husband's anti-2A. Well, what I'm saying is this. It depends on, you know, if you got a woman who's 2A and the husband's anti-2A, or the husband's 2A and wife is anti-2A. In other words, they don't like you carrying all these guns and shit. 
what do you do? That's a question that was posed to me, so I thought there was an interesting discussion. Trade in for a correct model. Ah. <laughs> Matter of fact, <laughs> there's people saying, there's people on TikTok that's like, change her mind real quick. <laughs> yep, so let's go Just with it. because the six-inch barrel. Well, damn. Uh, Mike Alford on, on uh, YouTube said divorce. Uh, you also said new information on the Alec Baldwin situation as well. Throw that information in the comments so that we can talk about it because that's still an interesting discussion. And I'm trying to get Angela uh, on the line. She was our uh, resident armorer or a stunt woman who uh, worked professionally and still does in that field. So it's good to get an uh, interesting pers perspective from her. So let's talk about Kyle. What are your thoughts? Who wants, who wants to go first? That's it. Um, I mean, Kyle, as, again, obviously we're waiting for the verdict. Um, I mean, obviously we've seen all the things that have gone wrong for the prosecution. So as a whole, I mean, do we believe it's obviously going to go in his favor? More than likely. Um, obviously the weapon charge being dropped was uh, another key thing because that was, even if he got cleared of a lot of the other, the, the major items, that was still going to linger over him, possibly. Um, and obviously, we already knew about the curfew charge being dropped as well. So, I mean, right now, I mean, it, it's it's looking in good favor, but we are two days into deliberation now. Um, I know there's been talks of a couple jurors that are afraid of um, reprisal based on, you know what I mean, if, 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 if he's innocent or whatever the case may be. I mean, if that's the case, maybe we need to think about replacing those jurors with alternates because uh, you can't hold up a verdict because you're afraid of giving an answer. Um, yeah. If you all want to, if you all on TikTok want to join the conversation and see who's talking, you can go to my YouTube page, Instructor Mike. We're live on there. Uh, we're live on there. <laughs> he said, you randomly came up on my FYP and I don't know what y'all talking about, but dog, your head is huge. You ass. <laughs> Let's keep going. Which one of us has a huge head? I know it ain't me. You talking it's about me. Be Mike, Mike. They say you what, got a huge the, head. The fucking phone is so close to my... Yeah, the, <laughs> the phone is so close to my head, you can't help us. Hey, back to a... Thank you. So Go back ahead. to what John was saying, right? Right. So John was saying there was uh, some kind of an intimidation factor. Absolutely, right? So forget uh, a direct threat, email, text message, family member. Uh, you would think in this situation they would have blocked the street off, pushed them back. Hey, they have a First Amendment right, but they don't have a right to intimidation. So why didn't the defense so, – so there's tons of failures with this case, both sides. But Kyle's lawyers fucked up and in numerous ways. But with that, with, with just specifically with you, Rob, John, uh, the intimidation, if the jurors can hear and see the protesters, that's intimidation. It doesn't matter. Both sides, right? Prosecution can hear them. It's an intimidation if it's from Kyle's, uh, the people, let's say, let's call it pro-Kyle, anti-Kyle. If the prosecutor can hear the pro-Kyle crowd or see them, that's intimidation. If the defense side, Kyle's side, the jurors, and jurors are, like, neutral. Like, they're like, I don't want to be in this fucking situation. Like, what the fuck? Well, they hear both sides. So now, why didn't they push them back to a reasonably safe area to 
safely, safely uh, protest, uh, use their First Amendment right in any manner they'd like without influencing the court whatsoever, right? Um, failures, uh, I don't know if you guys follow Rikita Law on YouTube. If you don't, Rikita Law does a, a live stream. They're amazing. They break down every aspect of this case. I've been following this since the beginning and simultaneously the Arbor case because uh, I'm in a tractor every day picking corn. So I have nothing better to do than, than try and follow what's going on in our nation. Um, this is wild. You, you have a judge who's a Democrat. He, he's liberal, but he's pro-constitution. And Katie, I saw you, you saw my video earlier about this. I love that judge. Because I do too. He's, I like he's his firm word. in his political beliefs. Yeah. Firm in his political beliefs, but firm in the constitutional belief. And it is absolutely astounding. And I think the judge called him brazen for bringing up one's right to silence, yeah. which has been our right. I don't care if you're a she, her, a he, him, a furry, a fuzzy, whatever, a male, a black, a white, a Jew, a Mexican, an illegal. In this country, the one in unalienable, uh, like undeniable right that we all have, besides First Amendment and Second right, Amendment, which Second Amendment really more applies to the legal, but First Amendment and the right to remain silent does apply to even those illegal in our country. And the judge was just as astounded as my fucking hillbilly ass here in Northwest Indiana. Like, I was like, holy shit. This guy's career is over. Like, I would never hire that prosecutor ever. Huge failures on the prosecution part. Uh, the withholding of evidence was not just the video. It was, um, I, I, I have to look back in this, but he didn't specifically withhold evidence. But the way in which he presented it was not the way he presented it in discovery. And that's a huge problem. I'm not a lawyer. Like, I had to look into this stuff today to find out what prosecutorial misconduct yeah. is. It's a Brady and that's violation. that's exactly yeah. what this is. Yeah. And, and I think the prosecution is going to have to lawyer up when this is all said and done. Just as much as Biden's going to have to lawyer up for the defamation aspect of it. Uh, it's sad. The real reality, and I'll leave it at this, this is my thoughts on this case. It is not black and white. It is not about Second Amendment. It is about, can I protest in the street, do what I want, act a fool and get away with it, and you can't do shit about it, or can Americans stand up for their communities, protect their communities, and if the need arises, use self-defense when necessary. And really, the left is only mad that two comrades got shot. One's dead, one's missing a bicep. Both. And I will provide this evidence if somebody would like to challenge it. I prefer not to because it'll put me in a pickle. Both are heavily involved with Antifa. And I can prove that with chat logs. Hence why Roach Kreutz did not want to turn over his phone. And I don't blame him. I, right? you, you, have, you have that right not to incriminate yourself. Regardless of subpoena, they're still that right. The problem is the prosecution didn't follow up with it and then charge him with whatever he was doing. The other guy, the biggest issue I see in this case whatsoever, take all that off the table, and me and Katie and Mike talked about this, mm -hmm. is the absolute failure in the medical field for mental health. 
Yes, Rosenbaum was a pedophile, which Kyle didn't know about. Hence why they didn't bring it up much. He did not make his judgment call based on background. He only knew what he knew in the moment, which was, my life is threatened. I'm taking action. Absolutely. But Rosenbaum, so let's speak about this specifically. The healthcare industry failed him for mental health. So not only is it convicted for raping and sodomizing children, all the other stuff, domestic stuff, take all that off the table. He suffers bipolar disorder, probably a little bit of schizophrenia. Whatever the diagnosis may be, he went from incarceration to a mental health care facility and was released to the street instead of a halfway house or outpatient care. He walked how many hours to the ex's house? You can't come here. There's a restraining order. Walks back how many hours to Kenosha, right, with a bag. And, yes, I agree with the prosecution. There's probably nothing in there but paperwork, some meds, uh, a porn mag, whatever he had on him. I don't, I don't know. One can speculate. I don't think there's a deadly weapon in the bag. Fuck the bag. It's not part of the case. Stop wasting our time. The problem is they put him back on the street. That is an utter failure to the mental health crisis we're having in this country. If Rosenbaum was not put back on the street, would this have escalated to where it's at today? Probably not. Take Kyle out of the equation and Rosenbaum was there. It still would have escalated. You have a guy that's unhinged, just released. X doesn't want anything to do with him. Walk just how many hours to get to wherever he's going. That's fair. He's ready for a fight. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm, fair. I'm done. That's but I am, I am disappointed in our mental health system or the mental health care system. And, and, and regardless of I personally think he's a piece of shit for what he did to children, he still has a mental health problem. He's still a human being. He still is a life. And they failed him. They failed the community. So someone asked a question. Uh, why is that? And this is uh, Kenneth Turner 50 on uh, TikTok, by the way. Let's get the likes up. Let's share this. It's a conversation. So it's not like some of my other lives, but it is because this is definitely a conversation worth having. So I uh, hope you're here. If you want to see who all is talking, I invite you to go to YouTube where you can see uh, who all is talking and interact with us, even in the comments. Okay. Uh, hey, I had a question. Sure. So does anyone else believe that Groschwitz got the silver medal in the quick draw competition? <laughs> Roschwitz? Who are we talking about? Gr the one that got shot. John, John. Yeah, oh, you're silly. Vaporized Python. Yeah, John's, yeah. John's being John. I caught on. <laughs> Kenneth Turner, 50, says, why is that a reason to let a kid with a gun control uh, issue uh, control the way we behave? And then J Dog Rep says, because when you attack someone, you deserve to get what you get. All right, yeah, that's the that's the answer. I'm gonna leave it there. I, that's the answer. Mike, what was the comment before that one again? By the, what was the comment before that? Why do we let a kid with uh, a gun control the way that we behave? Let me expound upon that. Um, the gentleman that just spoke a second ago. What was your name again, buddy? I'm sorry. I'm new to this. Uh, Stronzo. Who was that that spoke again a moment ago? Stronzo. Okay, got it. So I agree with damn near everything you just said except for one part. Remove Kyle from the situation. That's the key factor in all of this. If my 17, I'm sorry, my 15-year-old son 
will eventually be 17, grabbed an AR-15 and decided to walk the streets of Kenosha. Shit, that shit wouldn't have gone like that. I can guarantee you that. When he walked back towards the police with his weapon at low ready, that shit wouldn't have gone like that. So it is a black and white issue because I see this as two sides. One, there's the gun side to it. Two, there's the race side to it. He was driven to Kenosha, Wisconsin with a rifle in the car that he didn't purchase from what I've heard from the uh, trial was a straw purchase. I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched most of it. Um, I haven't had time to, I'm always at work, but I do follow, you know, what I can see. But if you eliminate him from the situation, would it have escalated? Probably not to the point of deadly force where two people lost their lives. I do not agree with rioting. That is some bullshit. Mike and I have talked about this before. They rioted on my birthday last year here in Chicago um and they were tearing the southeast side of chicago to shit it was terrible i don't agree with that those people were being what i do say is this if i can't walk around with a weapon at low ready <laughs> in a state with uh a gun control laws like they have wisconsin where i guess you, I can, you, can, you can conceal carry up there if i'm correct but not with an ar so i mean you can't negate the fact that he shouldn't have been there at all. That's all I really have to say about it. Let me provide a caveat to what you said, uh, Eric. Uh-huh. If during the riots, right, if during the riots, your son and my son walked down the street with an AR-15 and a medic bag to try to help people who were hurt and trying to clear up stuff like that, what do you think the outcome would be in our community, <sighs> you going to jail? Oh yeah, yeah. You shouldn't be out there. Period. That's exactly what it, what it would come down to. We don't give a damn who you are, what you're doing, what your intentions are. You shouldn't even be here. So let so I, let me. I, I don't know that. I, I don't know though because even look at our police officers last year. Obviously, with the protests, and there's been talking about Chicago police. Essentially, uh-huh. their hands were tied on so many levels right. where. So many people were getting away with doing whatever the fuck they wanted because the police were outnumbered. I mean, everyone realizes yeah. that the police were outnumbered. Yeah. All so they, they could try and do is control whatever they can control as much as possible. They were outnumbered. Hey, Mike, let me chime in. Sam Ann. Sam Ann's. Uh, let me chime in. What's up, everybody? I got, my, I got my camera off because I'm laying in my bed and I don't think it's. Okay for me laying my bed with a bunch of men on the screen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but check, check it out, though. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you another... I'm, I'm going to give you another perspective. Well, as far as the riots go, I go I'm just going to say this. I lived through it on on the, the, the good side of it. I'm just going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to put too much out there what what I do for a living because you never know who's watching this. True. But we'll talk off camera. Um, but I will let me say this: If Kyle was black, right, walking through Kenosha, when nobody said nothing to him, if Kyle was black and he shot those three kids, when nobody said shit to say, I guarantee you that. Because I'm gonna tell you why: Kyle fits the liberal narrative of the active white shooter, and that's the narrative they wanted to go with. Okay. okay. Yeah, I can listen agree to what the prosecutor. I can agree with listen what the listen what the prosecutor tried to do. He was active shooting. He was not active shooting. He does not fit the definition, the FBI definition of active shooting. Right. Okay. We would would Black America wouldn't have gave a fuck. They'd be like they'd be like there'd be free cow t-shirts being fucking 
uh, sold on 79th Street right now. That's a true story. Oh, that's 79th and Stoney. I thought, I thought, I thought, you know what I'm saying? They kill us, we kill a couple, couple of them. Woo-woo. That's all that shit was about. And like, I, I've had extensive conversations with my friends that are so far left leaning, they lost their fucking mind. You know, to a point where I'm like, I don't even know if we can even coexist, but I'm just keeping the honey. It's like, I asked them, have you even seen the raw tapes? The answer is always no. You saw, what you saw was the narrative they put in front of you on MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. That's a problem. Because you have to, me and Mike say this all the time, you have to remain objective, right? If you look at the law and what the what the Wisconsin state law says about self defense, I want you, I, tell, I say you pull up that law and I want you to watch that tape. And you want to tell me if his actions fit that definition? And when I when I they do that, that is stuck because they so pissed that damn. You know what? His actions actually does fit the state statute of self defense, but they want to be so mad and so angry that they can't admit that they're fucking wrong. Why that 68 said something that was important on YouTube. Hey, fellas, a lot of black kids, young black kids, walk the streets of Louisville armed with ARs and AKs protesting. They were not shot. So here's let me ask you guys some questions. And those of you all on TikTok, you're more than welcome to uh, comment as well. Um, Eric, I understand what you're saying when you said if... Your son was to walk down the streets of Kenosha with an AR, would have been shot in Chicago, might have had the same result. I got a question. Uh One, would our kids even do that? And do we teach our kids to put the welfare of the community before their own? And I'm not saying your kid because I know you, but I'm just saying the collective of the community. Um, I would say no, we don't teach our children to put the welfare of the community before ourselves. Hell, there's no snitch policy speaks to that. Um, but in the same sense, why would our children want to be in a situation like that? If we're teaching them that they, there's a different set of rules, unfortunately, that they have to live by to survive out here. Uh oh, like we're gonna my get child, there. My child knows that yeah, I, I have a concealed carry. My child knows that when I'm riding, my pistol is literally right here. All I have to do is reach forward. He knows there's a gun in the car. He'll be of age to drive this car eventually. And any other car that's registered to my name, that's going to show up on my plate. That's a fear and a concern that I have that he has an officer approaches the car one day. And if he doesn't act the way that I taught him to, even if there's no gun in the car, I'm burying my child potentially. We live by a different set of rules, no matter how you want to put it. Okay. It's sad, but it's true. True enough. True enough. Here we go. The different set of rules. So I want you all to remember the different set of rules when we get to the next part of this conversation. Don't deviate from that. Okay. Now, when we're talking about a different set of rules, you said, why would we want to go out there and protect the community in essence. So why would we even go out there with the AR-15s when we live by a different set of rules? But I remember sometime back in the 60s, the 50s, where they lived by a different set of rules too. And they didn't give a shit about that. They went out and still protected the community. So 
That's the problem that I'm having is that is this message relatable to a community who should really be like the riots, right? You hated them. I hated them. I think we can all as a collective conscience say we all hated them because, you know, those of us who are, you know, owners and builders and we have businesses and respect other people's properties. We hated to see the destruction of other people's stuff, whether it was yours or not. You use it, whatever the case. Thank you. Here we go. Niggas eat. I hope you said that. What community? Right. Just, what? I've been saying that for the longest, Mike. We don't have a community, bro. We that, got hey. neighborhoods. Well, I mean, there's a prime example, Mike. Last year during the riots, you I agree with that. The plazas. You were out, you went out live to one of the plazas after it just got demolished. Yeah. So I got cut off because I live in the country, and that's what happens out here. Yeah. I, I caught on in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I caught on in the beginning of this about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse and the and the rightful and uh, traveling and going to this community, right? Yeah. Uh, Groats does. I think people fail to realize here. Groats Kreutz, uh vaporized bicep boy, uh, Andy Antifa, traveled three times as far as Kyle did to get there. Kyle has a father, a grandmother that live in Kenosha and worked there, right? And he just lived across the the border in Antioch. I've been to Antioch. It's a beautiful community. Kenosha's a beautiful community, or was, I should say. Um, Kyle's not on trial for uh, making a poor decision about being 17 and inexperienced. He has more balls than most men in these communities. And, And I think that's the failure here is I'm not saying there's not people that aren't willing to stand up for the community in Kenosha. I believe there's a lot of great people there. I think the fear though is living there. Well, I don't want to get involved because I don't want my house burnt down. I don't want to get involved because I don't want my car smashed. I don't want to get involved because I want my business needed. And so the intimidation factor from the left, and I'm not saying all the left, believe me, plenty of people that differ my opinion or lean further left than I do. I'm, I'm a conservative. But I tend to be a centrist. I, I'll listen to people's opinions. Kyle is 17. Poor decision at 17 years old. However, the rifle is not illegal by Wisconsin law. The barrel length is what came into question, which I own the same exact rifle. Mike, you've seen it. It's in the guitar case. I know Katie's seen it. Literally in the guitar case. It is- Wait, you keep your shit in the guitar case? Let's let's stop there for a moment. Oh, yeah. Let's see this movie right there. That's so, some cool shit. What movie was that? Desperado? Uh, he's, I think, uh, yeah, he Desperado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yes. was, that's bullshit so cool right I, there. I, I carry a Speaking <laughs> Muscle MMG 223, the exact same rifle as Kyle. Mine's a little bit more tricked out because I have retirement money. Uh, and I carry a Smith & Wesson compact MMP 45 in there. And then on a sub level of that same guitar case, anyways, it is the same rifle as what I'm saying. So I'm not saying, like, I know the rifle, I'm familiar with it. I own the rifle. I own two of them. The rifle is not illegal. It's not illegal here. It's not illegal in Illinois. The question of the age comes a factor. And I think the media spun this to mom traveled across state lines, hit the rifle in the trunk of the car, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not what happened, first off. Secondly, let's look at the facts. Kyle's in Kenosha for these reasons from what he stated. I do not doubt that. I'm not comfortable with it as a parent for my child 17 to do that. However, poor decisions aren't what's on trial here. The poor decision of 
going to Kenosha to help out at 17, inexperienced, and Karen Alonga is not what's on trial. Because that could be a question, but his actions prove, even though he's inexperienced, he did a better job than most grown men that I've served with overseas. And I was going to throw it. And so here's here's the trigger discipline, right? So somebody said, well, how do you justify self-defense? He said, his words, I shot until it was no longer a threat, Right. right? That's the way I'm trained. That's the way you're trained. Yep. So cop, uh, John, John, I'm just going to call you the hillbilly. Katie, the instructor, me, ex-military, we're all trained the same way. You shoot until they're no longer a threat. So if it's in the triangle of death, which I prefer, or if it's in the chest, but I do, I, I, I do, I do love the fucking, the, the shot in the hip. It just disables everybody. However, in the heat of a moment, milliseconds, you can't right see quarterback somebody. He, so he shoots Rosenbaum four times. Down. Stop shooting. Retreats, right? Break contact, as we're all trained. 17. Kids probably played Call of Duty, right? So he's more disciplined than most guys I've served with. Goes to the next guy, skateboard guy. And then before he shoots him, he's hit in the back of the head by an unknown male, kicked by an unknown black male. Doesn't shoot either because he does not feel they are a threat. That's correct, yes. He doesn't say that, but his actions speak that. Yep. Skateboard guy comes back for round two, hits him in the back of the head. He feels it's life-threatening, shoots him once, sees he's no longer a threat. Guy hits the ground like a, a bag of bricks. Does not shoot him four more times. No longer a threat, disengage. The way everybody is taught. Bicep guy, same thing. He didn't have to kill him. The shot disabled him. The threat was no longer there. That okay. The three alone speak for themselves, but the two in between that nobody's talking about getting hit in the back of the head. He didn't go wild west and shoot that guy. Getting kicked, drop kicked by whatever they called him, drop kick guy, whatever. Yeah. He did not shoot that guy. Right. So it wasn't like every threat that came at him, he felt necessary to take life. I sympathetically would love to go and protect the community against some of this nonsense. However, I'm also intelligent enough not to put myself in that situation if it does not directly involve me. Now, I have family in Chicago, some I love, some I don't. <laughs> right. But if they called me and said they needed help, I would be there. If Mike, owning a business on the south side of Chicago, said, hey, Albert, I'm in a bad spot. I really need you up here. I would be there. If somebody that Mike knew called me and said, hey, Mike told me to call you. You don't know me, but I'm in a really bad spot. I'm an empath, and I think Kyle is an empath as well. But Kyle's empathy also included grandmother, dad, and work. Right. So he has an emotional connection to the city. He doesn't want to see it burned down. I get that. I was saying there's another aspect to it, like you were talking about with the training. You know what I mean? I don't know how much, obviously, you got a chance to look, but actually Kyle had an extensive amount of training. He did. Um, he trained with Grayslake. For a 17-year-old, it was extensive. But he trained with the Gray, the Grays Lake Police Department, which right. obviously is where he got his body armor from, um, along with, obviously, the EMT training. Now, granted, none of those were certifications, but, again, just because I go to a defensive pistol class and I don't walk out with a certificate doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're not right. Training. Exactly. 
Exactly. And that's what some so, people are learning. Can, yeah. You can leave five combat tours and they don't give you a certificate in combat. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so like, I, I, I want to tell you. You, can, you get some candy on your chest, you know what I mean, saying that right. you, you were there. You, you look like a Guatemalan general, but it doesn't make you, you an expert. I mean? You might get a cluster on there. You might get a star, depending on what you did. You might right. get a cross. Um, but again, it doesn't wanna, say anything about what the fuck you actually did. So I, 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 I want to chime in on something real quick because y'all yeah. was y'all kept mentioning about protecting the neighborhoods and stuff. If we go back to May thirty first, twenty twenty, here are the neighborhoods that didn't burn down. Mount Greenwood, we yeah. already know why Mount Greenwood didn't burn down because they went <laughs> fire and they wasn't having that shit. Beverly, the second neighborhood, everybody that had a Latin King set. I witnessed it. Yeah, Latin Kings wasn't that's going. True. That's real true, Sandman. That's they wasn't going. Who is that, Eric? It was like, yo, I'm saying. Is, is that Eric talking right now? Hey, they shut that shit down. Nah, the Sandman. Who's Sandman? Yep. Oh, I don't see a picture. I'm, I'm a, uh, yeah, this is I'm laying in my bed. I don't know what y'all to see. Okay. A bunch so of I didn't. Guys. I didn't see you on the So hey, Sandman. I was gonna say mostly the Hispanic area. Y'all should they come shut to that YouTube shit down. So they did the same shit in Gary. Right? Yeah. So Gary, Gary Indiana. You know who you know who stepped my, up in Gary? My YouTube channel is instructed. Sin City Disciples, right? Yep. Yep. So hey, I got a lot of respect for Sin City, man. I got friends that ride with them. I I will just be honest with you. I, I'm part of the club world. I don't I'm not, gonna say, out, who, I'm not gonna say who I ride with, but I'm gonna tell you what. You're absolutely right with with yeah, with these faction stepping up for the communities right instructor mike hey they was outside i witnessed it with my own okay. eyes they was outside with draco's ak-47s ar pistols whatever they had right. and half right. of them probably was illegal but cpd was like hey rock on pimpin hold it down you know what i'm saying here. They I'll give you to say, like, it, 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 it was literally i'm gonna tell you something on another personal level that happened, I'll talk to y'all off camera about like Mike know what I went through the riots. I will yeah. talk to y'all off camera what happened, but it was literally there was no law in place for about twenty four hours. Nope. No, there wasn't. No. I live on eighty seventh Street. Whatever. I saw it. Well, I lived on. No law was in place. If you was outside with a gun, the police ain't say shit to you. Right. The, um, the guys that owned the Boost Mobile store on Stony Island was standing on top of their store Mike. with their AR-15s. Yeah, in the city chief, of Chicago. They, they called the police. They had a chief to call the police and try Instructor to Mike. complain about it. Yeah. And, stuff. So, and that's yeah, where I was And the police about, was like, even out here in the suburbs, y'all good? In Calumet mm-hmm. City, it was the same thing. They, uh, a yep. buddy of mine is on Cal City Police Department. He said when they called him, all he had with him was which would be considered as a short barrel rifle. He said that's what he had. He wasn't about to put the long one in the car. He needed to get in and get out. He said he pulled up to certain areas and just looked at them. And some people dispersed, some people didn't disperse. So it was like more so of a... He said he had to go where it was the, where it was needed the most. It was a decision that had to be made by a lot of law enforcement officers to say, A, I'm going to engage, or B, you know what, fuck it, let it go past. Right now is not a time. So I get all of that. Uh, I think it was E, uh, Eric W. that said, you know, about uh, in our neighborhoods, probably now that things are, I wouldn't even say normal, but air quote normal, 
Yeah, if you walk down the street with anything presumably looking as if it's a firearm, it's going to be some static. It definitely is. Uh, one of the reasons is because look at CPD. They had a newspaper every day about the news. Hey, shit that they hey. Is anybody watching the chats, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chat, chat. <laughs> oh, man. You got to read the chats. There's some funny stuff in here. So, so with that being said, yeah, I, I get all of that. You know, probably during the riot time, I, I guess it was pretty much one of them overlooked type deals. But right now, will we do it? Would I do it? Hell no. No, right now you ain't going to get away with it. No, absolutely not right now. But fucking at that time, absolutely, everyone was getting away with it. And do yeah, I, think, I mean, it was, real. it was like a nightmare. And, and, and do I think that some people took it a little bit too far? I possibly do. I possibly do. You know, if, if you if, if you really look at it, I possibly do. I was uh, I was working a detail, um, so to speak, during that time, and we had all the support in the world. I had every toy that I thought I may wanted to have out there with me. I probably got away with some shit too because I know some of my toys should have been out there. But it was a it was a detail that I was working for a very top person that used to be a top person in Chicago. And yeah, you know, you got away with some things. They bit the rules, they bit some corners, they they, they turned a the blind eye to certain things. It's more so protect yourself. We'll worry about the rest later. So I get how he was able to maneuver through the crowd, mingling, blending with the crowd. Hell, everybody had firearms out there. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's go on ahead and reset. Let's go on ahead and reset the room. I keep acting like we on Clubhouse. <laughs> Sam, man, is that your radio? Whose radio is that doing that? Yeah. Oh, that's your radio? Okay. It's all good. All right. Yeah, um, I, I, I heard some shots outside of my house, so I just. So somebody brought up a good point in the, in the comments. Somebody All right, hold on. Let's let's go on ahead. Let's go on ahead and reset it before we continue, and then I want to go on ahead and get on to some of the other topics. For those of you all who are just joining, uh, we got people that's coming over from my TikTok. Uh, we're going ahead and talk. This is Trigger with Instructor Mike and friends. I'm Instructor Mike, and these are my wonderful friends. We all, you know, either went to school or served, or instructors, whatever the case may be. And we are talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, just some of the things uh, in the trial that that we noticed. Next, we're going to go on ahead and go into going around the screen, if you will, one or two lessons we can take from this, and then we're going to go on ahead and push on uh, to the next point. Um, yeah, Marquise is not here. Marquise might have been uh, teaching a class or whatnot. He got the link. He should be here. Uh, Mark uh, Malcolm Luther, what's going on, sir? What's going on? Appreciate you. I uh, had a wonderful exchange on TikTok. Uh, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button. Please hit the like button. That's the algorithms. That's how we keep things uh, going here. Hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications, and make sure that you uh, support all of the people here uh, with their with their businesses and stuff like that. We got to scroll in across the screen. All right. One thing that you, two lessons, I'll give you two. Two lessons that you can learn from Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm going to be the last one to go. Go. Don't matter who go. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, KD. I see you want to talk. Go ahead. Uh, uh, a lesson that, that I can learn, we not training enough. Boy! We, 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 we're not training enough. I'm going to be honest with you. We're not training enough. Uh, regardless to how you uh, you look at it, regardless to how you feel about it, what the, the 
the training mm-hmm. that he portrayed and the training that he demonstrated, uh, I know some grown men that probably would have crapped themselves about it. That's uh, that's was one thing. The second thing that I'm learning from actually watching the trial is, it's not what you know, but what you can prove. Yes, that's right. There's a is a big thing because if you watch the trial and you watch the closing arguments, the part, the, the, regardless to if you think he should be guilty or not guilty. Regardless if you agree with it or you disagree with it, the closing arguments is anyone that carries a firearm, concealed carry, uh, law enforcement, whatever you do, if you, you hunt in your backyard, if you carry a pocket knife, a firearm, a slingshot, a bow and arrow, a spear, whatever you carry, you really need to watch that trial to understand that when it comes down to it, it's not what you know, but what you can prove. And you have to sell the story for those that are going to listen, your peers, you have to. All right, who's next? So I'll, jump in. I'll say I'll jump in from here. And I mean, obviously, I'm going to piggyback off of one of KD's, obviously, his first response. And it's it's because we preach it on every single one of these shows that we do in regards to concealed carry and the, the amount of training that needs to be done. Because um, we're, all, I think everyone, I, got, I know we got some new people up here, but... Um, we're all in agreement that 16 hours is just enough to get you killed in the state. It of is. Um, literally, as I teach the classes, you know what I mean? I got people that uh, I can't cover the amount of information that needs to be covered in 16 hours. And even then, it goes past theory. That's not true at all. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish my statement. Yes. And we will get to you, typically. Oh! Uh, that just validated your point right there, Mike. Training, training, training. No, no. It's huge. And that's one of the things why we offer, you know what I mean, and I know several other people offer as well, you know what I mean, is the advanced training. And granted, the state doesn't require it, okay? I know, again, the state doesn't require it. But what the fuck? If you legitimately legitimately want to survive, if you legitimately... Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. If you legitimately want to survive, then you need to seek out exercise. Um, find out your instructors. Get out there. Learn to get off the X. Learn to wow. shoot on the move. Learn to use cover and concealment. Multiple target acquisitions. All that good shit. I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse on that one. The other thing that I've learned, you know what I mean, from the Kyle Rittenhouse case and and I will say it, and I can't say it necessarily learned, it just kind of validated it, is mainstream media. And I know someone ref- referenced it earlier. Mainstream media will always dictate whatever views that they want you to adhere to. Um, when you start looking at, you know what I mean, CBS, NBC, WGN, Fox, CNN, MSNBC... They all have their own political agendas that they're that they're trying to accomplish for whoever they're trying to back. Um, whether it be you know what I mean, pro Second Amendment, which you know, there's very far and few in between on mainstream media that's pro Second Amendment, and then the vast majority which are anti-gun, um, anti-self-defense. You know what I mean? Anti-think your own mind. Um, they want you to conform exactly to what they think. So that's the other thing it just kind of confirmed for me, which, again, I already knew, was that mainstream media is pretty much a joke. And uh, they're going to try and make you believe whatever they want you to believe. 
So on to uh, Eric. What do you think? What do you learn? Honestly, to piggyback off of what you just said, yeah, the mainstream media does uh, torque and control um, how some of these trials come out, um, and it shouldn't have as much influence. Social media as well. The popular opinion on social media has swayed some of these trials that have come up like this, and I do believe that it's not fair. I am not a Kyle fan. Um, He did what he had to do in that situation, but I'm one of those people that believe that um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If his ass wasn't there to begin with, we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Um, that, that's pretty much all I have to say on it. I'm, I, like I said, I haven't really followed it too much, so I don't want to sit here and throw some shit out there that isn't real. I'm not that guy. I don't want to spare propaganda and bullshit. Hey, could you repeat that again? An ounce of what? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mark, oh, Malcolm X. Um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Uh, so what? I, what I did two things. Um, it, it, Cal, Cal reiterated my beliefs. For one, never hesitate if you're in a combat situation, because he did not hesitate. He could have easily hesitated. He did not fucking hesitate. You know what I mean? He didn't hesitate with the first dude. He didn't hesitate with uh, skateboard gig kid. He didn't hesitate with uh, no bicep man. He didn't hesitate. You know what I'm saying? He did what he had to do. Um, the next thing is, and I get beat up with what I'm about, what I'm about to say. I, I get beat up about it all the time. I don't give a fuck. I don't care what your belief is. I'm a black man in America. If you hate me, you think I'm a nigga, fuck you. I don't care. Stand on what you believe in. If you believe in that shit, stand on it. So let's put a disclaimer. Stand, uh, stand, stand. I'm just saying... Hey, you know your shit. Hey, I don't try Jesus. Hey, We're talking about what did you learn uh, from the Kyle Rittenhouse trial that we could apply to maybe our life? Two lessons. things. Yes. Two things. Go ahead. Two, two, two things that we can learn? Yeah. Two things that uh, you learn. Two things that you learn. One, if a um, if a prosecutor is pressured into taking your case, he one hundred percent will take your case. No matter no matter how right you are, he will take your case. Um. Two. As he said earlier, don't don't hesitate. If you really feel like your life is on the line, be, going to court is more important than losing your life. You see what I mean? Instead of just you know. Um, but I'll think of the consequences afterwards, of, uh, after after defending your life, the number one thing is making sure that you get home at night. So don't. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. I can go on and on and on about the case, but 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Your your understand. life matters first. It, it doesn't matter what that other dude stands for. Fuck that. If if they're there to take your life, you're there to take theirs instead. I mean, it, it's sad to say that, but people don't have your best interests at heart. And if you need to get home to your wife and kids, or your husband and kids, or even your dogs, you need to get back home at the end of the day. And that's where I tell you. I mean, the people I tell people all the time: you're not carrying a gun. You know what I mean? Not to go to jail. You're, you're, you're carrying a gun to not be carried out in a pine box. That, that That's it at the end of the day. All right. Uh, I agree. <laughs> and I also, also agree that Key needs to grow a beard. Yeah, Key do need to grow a beard. Grow, grow a beard, Key. <laughs> well, if, if that's the case, hold on. If that's I'm sorry, case, man. I'm trying. I'm I don't know what to do. I've been trying. If that's the case, Key is not the only one without a beard. So, <laughs> hold on. Again, no offense, Aaron. I didn't say some some chin scratch. I said a beard. It's all hey, I got, look, dog. I, so I'm I'm looking. I, you know, I'm looking. I'm looking at the comments, and there were some things that were said um, that is triggering me. So I'm gonna go there. Yep. One. Typical Mike, I love your brother, whoever you may be, but you're fucking full of shit, and I can tell you have zero experience. This person, and I, that's better than what I wanted to say, because I don't want to attack ad hominem. I don't know you who you are. That's not the kind of show that we run here. But you are saying if you were trained in non-lethal, you wouldn't have had to use your... Uh, rifle and no one would have been killed obviously you have zero experience because there is no such thing as a death proof use of force option there has been someone who has been killed by the use of a taser there's been someone who's been killed by the use of pepper spray there's been someone who's been killed by empty hands there's been someone who's been killed by guns there have been people who have been alive because of the same, you need to branch your experience off and get more training to understand that. Number one. Number two, there is Grow no. Up. Yeah. Number two. Yes, I do agree that carrying other non-lethal tools with you is something you should do. But there is no legal requirement that you do that. Okay. The right of the people to defend themselves against attacks is embedded in the in, in the framework of our Constitution, regardless of race, even though the applicability of it has been questioned for since the inception of the country. But it is still the bedrock and the foundation of this country. And the minute that we begin to selectively deny certain people those rights because of skin color whether it be white you said i'm saying i find it quite ironic i really do i find it quite ironic when we sit here and say well kyle shouldn't have had that rifle but just a few motherfucking months ago you got a bunch of black folks talking about some we should get into a civil war who the fuck gonna be out there? All these fat, black, lazy motherfuckers. Where your kids gonna be at? So what I'm saying exactly. is this. I find it quite ironic. You willing to take the rifle out of Kyle's hands, but you're not willing to put one in the hands of our kids. That's fucked up. 
I agree with that. You see what I'm saying? I find it ironic that when we I sit agree. over here and drink my cherry Pepsi. Yeah, motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers want to sit here just a minute ago. People was talking about George Floyd got killed. Now we want to get guns and training. Can you even motherfucking do a percentage of what Kyle Rittenhouse did? You spin your like your slide. You feel like just lying for us. Let us see you do that. Yeah. Keep you going me off the damn trigger to you ready to shoot. Hold on. After this case, it's not manipulating a slide anymore. We're racking freaking ARs. Hey, racking oh, yeah, let's, the ARs. Let's, let's, let's rack ARs, y'all. That's the new yeah, thing. Yeah, we, we're going to rack an AR. <laughs> all right? But so I'm just, we all going to show up with ARs? Is that what we doing? But I'm just... We're going to point the AR pistol. As long as you're AR containers, As long as your AR racks and it doesn't chamber, then you're allowed. Let's roll it back. Let's reel it back in. Also, someone said if Kyle, uh, if Kyle wasn't there, no one would have gotten killed. Which came first, the motherfucking chicken or the egg? It was the riots that caused someone to have to be Agreed. there, so that Kyle had Actually, something. So that Kyle had something. Hang, hang, tight, hang, hang tight, hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. One of them, one, one a minute, one, one at a time. So that Kyle even bad, had something. No, you're good. You you didn't do it with disrespect. I'm just saying. So that Kyle had something to. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the great percentage of the damage, it was more our communities that got destroyed before other people's shit. So what I'm saying is, where is the emotional fervor for for that shit? That's the problem that I don't get. Why is it that people like instructor Katie, myself, Marquise, Jacob, John, uh, No Beard Key, and all the why is it that we gotta get you to get the fuck out your bed and come out here and try to train and we gotta sit here and pull teeth to get you to do it, but you mad at a motherfucking Kyle Rittenhouse who got more training than your neglected kids who get thrown out to DCFS and get abused and are part of the very same system we protest against, but you're actually creating the next set of criminals by not spending time with them, by not teaching them, by beating them. You're literally creating the next set of criminals, but you want to focus on Kyle. I agree with that. What so the fuck is that? It's easier for them not to, to project what they're going through. Instead of, instead of being responsible, hey, I'm going to blame everything else, and I'm never going to take responsibility. I'm it's just an accountability. It's the easiest, exactly. It's the easiest scapegoat to, to get out of being wrong, basically. Oh, well, it's not my fault, but you see that kid over there. It's them, them, they're the problem. And it's like, we could never, and I'll say this, and I yield, we go on to the next topic. I'll say this. It's easy to sit there and focus on Kyle as the, you shouldn't be out there. We're not out there rounding up our children who's violating curfews. We're not out there protecting our daughters from getting raped by your toxic ass son. We're not out there. You see what I'm saying? There's so much other shit. You focusing on 17. I'm going to hit you with the motherfucking bomb. R. Kelly would have never been able to be on trial for any of those minors. He did whatever he did to if the motherfucking parents would have protected them. You want to talk about 17, motherfucker? Let's go there. I'm throwing a flag on that play. Mike, come on. We talked all day. Actually, wait. You I, know the I actually got something to no put in on the kids to... these days, too. No one wants to hear the truth about themselves. They don't want to hear that word that starts with A that ends accountability. Accountability. 
I said it before, and I said it again. It Everybody, is. the mothers, the fathers, the security, the driver, the gas, the gas station attendant, whoever the cell phone company, all of them should be in the cell right next to them. Because if we held ourselves accountable for our own actions, the person you can change, you won't. Hello. But you will fight hard. Thanks. And you will give your life to try to change someone that you have no control over changing. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and go to the next topic. Why didn't Ahmaud Aubrey have a gun? Whoa, shit. I had to start off right in the motherfucking dough. Because if Ahmaud Aubrey had a gun and he had better skills, he might have shot at least one of the two. I'm just, oh. True. Facts. Before y'all get started, I got to dip out and go do this TV. I'll be back. <laughs> we go, come on back. We got you. All right, Jack, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, come on, man. I'm, I'm just, oh, and he 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 got off and Stronzo got back on. I'm just saying, unless he comes back on, we're going to wait for him to, I'm going to wait for him to get into the screen first. Oh, no, I don't know what happened to his phone. He is way down in, he, by he, God. He, 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 he out there in butterfuck Egypt. So you He's know. in the bumptious. He's yeah. in the bumptious. I'm just hey. saying, I'm, here we go. If your kids know how to shoot, clap your hands. I'm just saying. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I'm just, my thing is, let's stop. It's people are just so in. Kids are bombarded with so much information these days. It can be hard for them to discern the messages that are important and valuable. The What I Tell Myself book series from author Michael A. Brown is an award-winning series that has been featured on CBS, Fox, and NBC for their powerful and positive messages for kids. Based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Michael A. Brown's book, What I Tell Myself First, Children's Real-World Affirmations of Self-Esteem, is a book of real-world affirmations that highlight the various abilities and attributes of the reader while exposing readers to realistic possibilities of rejection of difference in various forms. The author also writes books about self-protection, talent, and patience, and more. These are colorful and inspiring books that you and your children will love. They're full of easy-to-understand positive messages that are heartwarming and impactful. You can learn more about the wonderful books from author Michael A. Brown online at whatitellmyselffirst.com. That's whatitellmyselffirst.com. ...to be their children's friend. Because their yep. parents were hard on them and they didn't like it. So mm -hmm. now I'm going to be my child's friend instead of being a parent first. You know, they get in trouble at school. Now we're going to sit down and just talk about it. Hey, Alicia. Okay? We're, we're just going to talk about it. Um, they get in trouble again. We're just going to talk about it. We're going to get in trouble again. We're just going to talk about it. So at what point do you start putting, you know what I mean, taking away the Xbox, taking away the cell phone? Um, Put in your you know foot mean? down. No one's saying you have to beat them bloody. You know what I mean? But at what point do you start fucking disciplining them and let them know there's consequences for your actions and that, that I'm not here to be your best friend. I'm your mother. I'm your father. I'm your grandfather, your grandmother, um, your auntie. You know what I mean? How Whatever family structure you have right now based off of the life that was given you. Too many parents are trying to be friends. Instead of being a parent first. Or how about just recognizing 
that you weren't ready to have your children. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then, yeah, you can go to that point, too. You see what I'm saying? Right. You weren't ready to have your children. You don't have stuff to teach. So you need to recognize that in order to be a better teacher, you got to educate yourself on what to teach up to and including self-defense, self-esteem. Stop beating the shit out your kids because they are not living to your ego instead of to their truth. Because some hey, people... Hey, what was that pyramid again, Mike? Man, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm just saying... Oh, man. Look, yes, yes. Oh, some man. people sit there. You got some women who are in comp some women as moms who are in competition with their daughters. You got some women who punish their sons because you look like your goddamn daddy. You got some men who won't even recognize that I am not who I should have been to then sit here and work with the mom. See, I'm saying we got so much family trauma. So before we could ever think about a Kyle Rittenhouse or a whomever, we got shit to take place with, to take care of within our four walls. And until we do that, until we understand that family motherfucking matters, then nothing that we say, you hear me? Nothing that we say is going to even matter because you got people with greater... People talk about Kyle Rittenhouse's mama. Look, I like Kyle Rittenhouse's mom. Here's the reason why I like Kyle Rittenhouse's mom. She probably never told him a, a, a negative no. She allowed him to join the fire department, join lifeguarding, gain EMT skills, taught him about service to community, taught him about putting the welfare of the nation or whomever before himself, whatever the case might have been, taught him about community. And I look at those things and I say, if Kyle never was put in the position to have to discharge his pistol and if he would have saved more lives, we would have known Kyle Rittenhouse for just being out there. If Kyle would have sat there and treated gunshot wounds. If we wouldn't even known he existed. We would have, well, hold on. We wouldn't have known he existed, or if we did know he existed, he would be given a medal saying, man, I am so glad this 17-year-old was out there when other 17-year-olds wouldn't even think to get out there. Man, how did you blah, 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 blah. You know, I think it was troubling when you sit there and say that the prosecutor, we sit there and say that the prosecutor said there are no medics who are armed. What are combat corpsmen? What are combat medics? There are medics who are armed. It's just crazy. Hey, Jacob, what's up? I know Jacob's in the stream. Insanity. Yeah. Jacob, no, Viper Defense. He's so silent like a viper. Insanity. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I just really don't understand people's, you know, like motives, right? I don't, I don't understand the motives behind this case. I constantly like this this guy I know earlier when I when we were debating about the case, he yeah. like bringing up immaterial and stuff. I'm like, bro, this has nothing to do with what went on here. Nothing. You're telling all. me about injustice that happened years ago, and I'm supposed to take you serious. Yeah. It's it's not gonna happen because I can't I can't take what you're saying serious now. Right. Right. You said father is needed, but the system had divided. Correct. Correct. Uh, Stronzo is back. What's going on? All right, here we go. Man, I don't know what's going on out here. Just that's okay. Guys, I'll be back. Um, hey, um, hey, uh, Albert, you might want to switch yeah. away from your uh, uh, Obama phone. Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a Samsung Fold Z, uh, the, the three. All right. It's like eight. 
It's super nice phone, man, but I don't know. Something's going on out here. I had to hook up to the wife's Wi-Fi, but so, I lost all. I'm on a cell phone, and I lost all service whatsoever. It's all good. Let's go on ahead and go to another conversation. Here we go. Um, my wife or spouse is anti-2A. What do we do? What, what, what should you do? Change your last name. Well, honestly, man, I, I have a different opinion. And I, I know you guys are pretty staunch about your 2A, but, I mean, you got to respect it. At the end of the day, you married her, right? So uh, all you can do is educate. And if, if she's still anti-gun, I mean, it's education is the only thing you can really do, in my opinion. Um, she might be broken. I don't think you're going to fix her, but, uh, you know, trading her in and all, all, you know, yeah, it's funny, but I think in, in the real world, is trying to answer this in a serious question, uh, I think I said it earlier to Mike, um, so I believe in God, right? My wife believes in, like, aliens and shit or evolution. And I said, you show me an Asian monkey, and I believe it. You know, it, to me, I, I believe in God. So you have two people in one household with two different beliefs. You can still live together. You can still have your beliefs. <laughs> the Second Amendment's difficult because typically the anti-gun or the, 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 the anti-gun or your pro-gun, she's anti-gun, they're going to want you to have that. 30-digit alphanumeric passcode to get into the, the, the gun safe, you know, which isn't realistic. So education, I think, is the only answer. But, I mean, it goes even past that, though, because, I, again, we can talk about beliefs, obviously, but obviously when we're referring to Second Amendment, we're referring to a physical object. And there are some mm -hmm. significant others, you know what I mean, spouses, whether they be male or female, that will refuse to allow you to have said object in the house. And well, that's, so that's, that's where you got to you got to make the decision if you it, so if that comes the case right you know if it's any object right if, if there's a a very definitive line in the sand that I will stand for this and I won't stand for that it goes with anything else in life you know hey I hang out and play poker with my buddies on Thursday nights and she says no Thursday nights is our date night it's the same thing you know it's like okay where's the where, where's Where's that line drawn? And she's anti-gun. So let's say this specific question and you're pro-gun and she draws her line. The only thing you can do is either educate her and she meets you halfway or you stick it out and you go anti-gun as well. Because you're not going to just store your gun in your car. I, I think. So I think all right. Um, Malcolm X Luther, go. I'll say let Malcolm chime in. Malcolm's just getting Okay. Uh, Malcolm, we can't hear, can't hear you. you. Mike, Malcolm, we can't hear you. Your mic must be off. Try clicking headphones instead of Bluetooth. Well, now you're off. Nope, try again. No, no. No, now you're still you. Still, yeah, there you go. Try that. Nope. Nope. Hey, hey, jump out and jump back in, Malcolm. Jump out. Why, why, why are you trying to figure it out? I'm going to chime in. Can you, can you hear me, Mike? Yeah, I can hear you, Sam, man. Go ahead. Hey, so this, this is how I feel about that. I think that that has to be something that has to be worked out before y'all even talk about being engaged. Because oh, absolutely. Most, most people that are anti-gun, 
Jace, they will see you, and I know this because I've dated girls that are anti-gun. They see you as a violent person. They can't even wrap their mind around the fact that you actually murder somebody. Well, excuse me, kill somebody in defense of their even defense of their life. Well, well, can't you just shoot them in the leg? No, I cannot. Why not? Because that's the ego challenge, and it's not. Oh, it's not going to stop him from doing what he wants to do. If he's hell bent on killing me. So I have to, I have to, I have to incapacitate this person. What does that mean? Then I start explaining to them what that means. They're like, "Oh my God, you're just a horrible person." So I think that people that are two way, like anti two ways. First, they don't like, 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 like you said, they're not education. Number two, they're not trying to get the education. Number three, they live in a euphoric bubble where they feel like. It can't happen to him, to them, i.e. home invasion, i.e. carjacking, i.e. rape. And it can't happen to them. But it happens every day on the fucking news. So the people there probably think the exact same thing. It would never happen to me. But it then it happens to you getting what? Now you're laughing in your mind. Oh, maybe I do need to protect myself. But some people don't get that chance because they, they, they their encounter ended up with them being killed. You see what I'm saying? So... That's just, I think people are just, most people, I'm not going to say all, I'm not going to say all women, there's some men out here that are anti-2A as well. They they just stuck in their ways, man, they just don't see the need for self-protection. They, they're more reliant on the government to protect them, which is the last, like, hey, if anybody knows anything from makeup your last year, the government cannot help you. Fend for yourself. You All right, uh, who's that's next? real. Jacob, 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 you're next. Hey, fellas, good to see you guys again tonight. Yes, sir. Sorry, I missed out. You're missed good. out on the first hour or so. You're good. I've been busy. It's just one of them days, you know. Yep. Um, so I, I see a lot of new faces here tonight that I don't think I've met before, but uh, I'm just here to say hi and. Maybe chime in if I see something I can chime in on. My so I'm just here to watch. Anti, your, so sp- your spouse is anti-2A. What do you do? <clears throat> Man, my <laughs> spouse was born and raised. My spouse was born and raised in Mexico, where they don't have a Second Amendment right. They don't get to shoot guns unless you're a member of the military or the cartel. They don't get to shoot guns in Mexico. So I had to teach her the very basics, you know. Uh, she was scared to death of guns, thought guns were bad. And uh, now she's a hell of a shot. She's a good shooter. She pays attention. She knows what she's doing. And I trust her with my life. But uh, if your spouse is 2A, I don't know, man. Just try to, you know, just go slow and be patient and uh, try to explain to her the best you can. Y'all being nice, you know why it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Mike, what was that comment you just you just had below? Um, Pull that you, one back up. If you raise children in a military household, they'll they'll less likely grow up foolish and will be sponsored, responsible around guns. I also want to say Alicia Champion said the same thing. I was super scared having the weapon in the house because of the kid, but we educated our kid, so then I was a little more at ease. I couldn't yes. agree more. Yes. Megan even says kids in the house, guns staying safe, 
It's like we have fingerprint safes in the house plus a big gun safe. You know, uh, I agree with that. Um, you know, I think that you guys, man, y'all, y'all being nice. Y'all being, y'all, y'all being real nice. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. You Mike, are, we serve together, Mike. You know how I get. So yeah, I'm just trying to be polite. Yeah. I'm just trying to be polite. Yeah, you already know. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I, 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 when I said you mean get another, to be honest, I wouldn't have married her in the first place. You know what I mean? If you're going to sit there and tell me that I can't have a gun in the house, we wouldn't have made it to engagement. Man, we wouldn't please. have made it past, you know what I mean, one week. KD looking over here like Stevie Wonder. What is going on, man? What are you wearing? Um, actually, I'm lasering. Yeah, he working. I, uh, I'm working while I'm talking to you guys. So Stir it up, Megan. It's, it's, it's a laser that's <laughs> going on uh, right I now. Can't, Megan was I can't supposed to be breathe, Katie. I can't Megan breathe, was supposed man. To this one. Get your knee off my neck, Katie. I can't breathe. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. Megan was supposed to be on this one, according to her last week. Oh, shit. Yeah. Megan, you want to come on? Yeah, we can bring her on. We can put bring you. Her on. Can She's bring the one you I was on. just saying about easing. She was wanting Angela's spot. Yeah, because Angela was supposed to be on. I sent her the link. And uh, Mark, Malcolm, hey, we Malcolm, can't hear you. Man, we can't hear you, bud. Malcolm, we can't hear you. Hey, so Mike, yeah. I got cut off that that last segment. I got cut off. Go ahead, go ahead. And you guys did a wrap up session while my Wi Fi was playing hillbilly with me. Um, what was that question with that last wrap up? Oh shit! I forgot. Uh, what was the what was the two things that you learned from the Kyle Rittenhouse? Oh yeah. Okay, so can I touch on that? We'll go right back to touch them. on that one. Yeah. So Katie nailed it, man. Right, training. I I, I think that was like the, the number one thing. Uh, and and uh, I think John hit on that too, right? Um, yeah. and I was thinking about this, but my phone kept going in and out, so I lost kind of like. Uh, self-awareness of what we were talking about. Um, oh, Megan. <laughs> Megan, what? I'm going to have to email Megan my number so you could I can text you the link directly. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, she Go was ahead. jumping in there asking? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Megan. I, I, can't for, I can't remember for the life of me what the second one was. I just wanted to follow up with that. But Katie nailed it with the, with the training. If I remember, I'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hillbilly says the system is broke and the system is broke. Yes. You know, I just think what here's here's another thing that that was uh, pushed out there, too. And it says that the defense attorney asked for a mistrial and that it's likely that that could happen. Do you think the judge would set aside this verdict uh, in Kyle's uh, trial and find him not guilty. Do you think that's possible? Go ahead. So, so hey, so I think the possibility is there, and here's what I'm going to tell you why. The judge, although Democrat, pro-Constitution, like I said before, forget his political views, he's pro-Constitution. He had hinted numerous times in the courthouse that uh, reckoning day would come if they kept going down this path. You will not like what my response will be to that. He kept giving these hints to the courtroom, especially the prosecution, and I think more importantly to the to counsel, letting counsel know, hey, reckoning day will be here 
if prosecution keeps doing this. So I don't think when he was addressing pro- the prosecutor, he was letting them know. I think he was letting the, the counsel know. I think he's letting Kyle's lawyers know, hey, they've been on notice numerous times. And so when he said reckoning day, like he, he was throwing these little different verbal judo cues out there. I think it was his little drops to let the defense know, hey, man, get a little bit more defensive or grow some balls on your side of the aisle. Put me on the spot and demand an answer from me instead of giving me the fucking option to keep playing patty cake here. Because the judge has got to do what he's got to do. He's not just going to come out and uh, poison the well with his thoughts. He still has to follow the rule of the law. But he dropped a fucking clue to both sides. One, he put the prosecution on notice. But when he did that, he he was virtual signaling to the fucking defense, hey, put me on notice and let me know we've crossed that threshold. And I think the defense has done a good job, but I think they fucking failed. I, I wouldn't hire either. I think they're all clowns. I started to... But- I started to watch the I watched the prosecution's closing arguments. I also watched the defense closing arguments. I say I watched the defense. I can't send this. I watched both. I watched the whole thing. Did, I'm an attractor. did it seem did it seem to be that the defense in their closing arguments he was attacking the prosecutor instead of attacking the evidence? So right. So, oh, so yes, yes, this, right? So you had so absolutely Mikey nailed it. So you caught that, right? Yeah. Everybody everybody caught the prosecution. But that's not what the prosecution wants you to think, Mr. Bruce and so his fucking every, shit. Yeah. Everybody watched the prosecutor lose absolute self-control right. and act like a giddy 13-year-old, right? Everybody saw that. No big deal. Right. The defense came on. Yes, he focused on unraveling that prosecutor, right? Like it was this, a, a grudge. Or a vendetta, or an, like a uh, you had an ugly breakup with your kindergarten crush. Yeah. Okay. Focus on like because the that 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 lawyer was actually really good. Had he honed his energy, maybe a fraction of it, to addressing that prosecutor's conduct, fine, because it still casts more self doubt. On the shit show the prosecutor just yes. did. I mean, that prosecutor, if the if they lose this case, and I said this or KD watched my video earlier, I think it will they'll hinge on two things. Either it will be a mistrial with prejudice, dismissal, or acquittal. But the acquittal coming from the jury, I think a lot of it hinges on that prosecutor's closing. The problem with the defense is he really could have brought it home had he honed on the issues that that were at bay, and he didn't. You're you're nailing it. No, he was nailing. too busy measuring dicks. Yes, right. and you know who I would have loved to see close for the defense. Who Mike ever, Brown. Well, Mike Brown. Fair enough. Mike Brown. That would be nice. Nobody ready for Mike Brown. <laughs> that would be nice. But who I would like to say the other the other guy. The other guy he, when his line of questioning, his line of questioning was amazing. When he was uh, questioning even Jacob and shit, his line of questioning was amazing. When he was uh, cross-examining Grosskreutz, I think that he was amazing and methodical. It wasn't personal, but he had a effective way of delivery. 
Uh, I just didn't like the defense's attitude because now it seems like you already had the prosecutor who was acting like a bully. And, and that's fine. Prosecutors are going to prosecute. But then you got the defense that's doubling down on attacking the prosecutor. Yeah, I, I just think that was yeah, true. Okay. So here, here, so, in my head, so yeah. what he was doing was, um, in his head, the defense attorney already won. Okay. So now I can slough off on the closing arguments because the prosecute the prosecutor has already made my case for me. Nah, but you can't so me. now I can just no. I don't. I don't agree with that, John. Now I, I don't agree with that, John. It. I don't agree with that, John. I think you, you ever seen that meme where the guy's riding a bicycle? He puts the stick in the front tire and it flips over. You see that meme, right? And and you can and okay, that's the defense right now, right? So I think yes, cockiness in the sense of. We've got this. All we have to prove is that they gave it to us. Mm -hmm. Wrong. False. And, Mike, you were just about to say something that was fucking key. So finish what you were saying. I forgot. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, I just think that, um, you know what? I'll give you a perfect example. If you watched... The people versus, and I'm going to always compare it to the O.J. Simpson trial because when you look at the beef that took place between Johnny Cochran and Marsha Clark, between uh, uh, Chris Darden and, and Johnny Cochran, when you look at Johnny Cochran's closing, there was no attack against Marsha Clark in the closing. There was a concentration on the evidence and attacking the state's witnesses, not the prosecution. You know, you got to stick to the task of attacking the evidence and creating a story better than the prosecution created theirs. Because whether you like the prosecution's closing or not, he was still effective in communicating his story. Oh, he painted a pretty picture. He painted a pretty picture. Not he one a pretty picture. Not one and, we and, agree and, with. And, and the, and the uh, his, uh, Cal, his attorney was, uh, oh, I, I, that's in tape. I, I'll show you that later. Uh, I'll show you that later. Yeah. I, I'll show you that later. Yeah, I hated he, that. He came up with a, a photo of, what do he say? Uh, unspoken, uh, it's something that's out of focus, hocus pocus. Yeah, come on, bro. Like, like, like we're not in, we're not in nursery, not nursery school. We're not trying to get a rhyme. You're not trying to rap over here. Stick to it. it it's kind of like a, a heavyweight fight. Matter of fact, I go back to even something even better. Alabama football. Nick Saban always has said, "You have to play for 48 minutes." You cannot hold up. You cannot let up off of the off of the opposing team. Not a little bit. Not a little bit. You have to play for forty eight minutes. He didn't play for forty eight minutes. He played for a half, and he gave up. You're like, oh man, we got this in the back. And, and anybody who watched sports, you know, games with Austin lost and and won at the last second. Uh, and you're talking about which which lawyer are you talking about? I was talking about the defense. I think they're over their heads. I think they're over their heads. But I, I think they did a, a, a pretty decent job. Better job than I've probably done. But, 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 but let, me yeah. ask, let me ask you this. I, let me ask you this. Yeah. You you on a, you on a hook? You you sit in that hot seat for five counts? Yep. I told you who I'm gonna hire. His name is Mike Brown. I, that's what he's, he's, he's a black guy. Hey, he's hey, Mike already said he won't do it. He'll be Mike already said he won't do it. He'll be a character witness. 
I'm Listen. Hey, hey. No, no, John, you'll be the character witness. You're going to be the whole character witness, all right? <laughs> but my thing is, if you sit on that hot seat, do you want someone to do a pretty good job, or do you want them to go down swinging? Out swinging? No, no, absolutely. No, what, what disappointed me with the, with, with the counsel, right, Kyle's lawyers, was they were, they were absolutely passive at the times they needed to be. They were methodical when they needed to be, but they were not aggressive when they needed to be. And, and that was a failure. I mean, in the beginning, and, yeah. And, and now reverse that exact statement I just said, and that was the prosecution. Prosecution was aggressive the entire time beyond their capabilities. And the judge called them out for it. So it's like, I think this whole thing's a shit show. If you pull up the Aubrey uh, trial right now, it is polar opposite. They brought in subject matter experts, which me, Mike, and Katie were talking about the other night uh, with the Kyle, the Kyle case. They failed, utterly failed, both sides, prosecutors and, and defense for Kyle to bring in subject matter experts, external ballistic theory, internal ballistic theory, weapons experts, ammunition experts. The, the fact that they would have a fucking conversation about left hand, right hand, oh, there's no such thing. Motherfucker, I will send you the Google link for a left-handed fucking rifle. Like, are you that fucking dumb? Yeah. The, the whole the whole argument about bullets, bullets are bullets, and this and this. Yep. How about paint a picture for a reasonable person, civilian, that knows Dick from Shinola, about what the fuck difference does it matter if you're within three feet? Okay, if you'd like to expound on this, guess what? Here's my subject matter expert who's absolutely awesome a lawyer, Mike Brown. Welcome to the stand. You know, whatever. It, yes, it plays it plays a role. Yeah. But even even those that are let's take police officers, for example. You tell me what department issues soft ammo to a street cop outside a SWAT. Name one. Somebody, please name one. That issues soft ammo. For their AR-15s for a street cop. Name one. Name one police department, please. Outside of SWAT. No, no, no. None. Hey, please. So now you're asking a civilian who's going to use a long gun, lawfully, 17 years old, doesn't matter, lawfully using the long gun because, like he, like he said, he made that prosecutor look like a fool. And that, and, and you got to give kudos to Kyle. Prosecutor asked him, well, why were you carrying a rifle? Why wouldn't you carry a handgun? Well, it'd be illegal in Wisconsin. I, I had to, it was a shotgun or a rifle. Rifle was more appropriate than a shotgun. I mean, and, and he's not wrong because what do most people carry? Let, you're going to shoot bird shot into a fucking crowd? You know what I mean? Like, I, hey, I was just, let alone, though, to be honest, they're, they're lucky he was carrying a rifle because that close with a shotgun, you would have seen bodies flying. For sure. For sure. Yeah. From the concussion. Well, so did you guys Absolutely. watch. Did you watch the HD resolution video that was the, the whole subject issue with the last 48 hours that I, I actually posted in my thread on my Facebook page? If So it actually supports Kyle's case. And this is why everybody said, well, the video, the video, the video. The hinge pin for this case is that video, and I think that's why it's such a, a hot topic right now. If you watch that video... Kyle's being chased by Rosenbaum from the top right corner of the screen through the parking lot, comes through the parking lot, 
torque cars. They go behind, I think it's two cars there. Rosenbaum's right behind them. And if you line that video up with the audio and with Zeminski's firing in the background, it almost correlates when, when Kyle turns, he's in, he, he's running. So he's not in a low ready. He's not in a high ready. He's just, in a, he's just running. He comes up to, to an aim point fixed on Rosenbaum as he's being pursued, drops back down with the rifle, runs a little bit further, turns around, brings it up again, still not firing, brings it down, still in pursuit, and then he's cornered at those cars. That's when he swings around again, and this is my interpretation from it, from zooming in on this, and I gotta love this Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 or whatever it's called. Man, the quality of this fucking phone is better than a television. You, Wait, do you, you, can, you have the big one? Yeah, it's the it's the the Samsung Fold Three. The only thing that sucks about this thing is the battery because I listen to a lot of podcasts. But this thing is awesome. It's like eighteen hundred bucks or whatever. But you can zoom in on that video, the HD. So if you might go to my Facebook page, drop down in the comments on that video on my thoughts on that on that uh, video, and I put the HD video actually in there. And if you want, I can I can text it to you so you can put it up if you'd like. Yeah. You want me to text it to you? Sure. Um, can you put it up here if you can? can yeah. You put it up here? I I just I just look at it as this. Um, a takeaway that, and I know we were supposed to be talking about other things, but there are so many things that we could learn from this Kyle trial. So, uh, hey, rhymes, Kyle trial. You know, I think that if you're a gun carrying, law abiding, you know, person. You, you have to understand that this trial is a trial of you could still do everything right and still be arrested. The re- You do not carry a gun to avoid jail. I don't care what anyone says. You don't carry a firearm to avoid jail. You carry a firearm, be it, be it a pistol, rifle, whatever the case may be, so long as you're lawfully authorized to have it, you carry it to level the playing field so that you both can play ball in that game. And it doesn't even mean you're going to come out and be successful because here's this. One thing that I love that you said, and I hate it that the defense did not capitalize on, is that the defense allowed the, the prosecution to capitalize on the word kill. I think that Megan said something in her comments that, you know, you def- uh, I'm trying to get to it quick. Here it is. You. Yes, that's Binger. Defense has to prove nothing. But just because the, the defense does not have the burden of proof does not mean they don't have to craft a narrative. Right. You see what I'm saying? Just because the defense doesn't have the burden of proof, they still have to speak to the triers of the facts, which is the jury. They still have to craft the narrative. And so just imagine you're not speaking as a uh, yes, they do have to tell a story. As Johnny Cochran said, evidence doesn't win the day. 
jurors like stories. Our job is to tell the story better than the other side tells theirs. And so the defense failed because he allowed the prosecution to speak in civilian language. See, we're so technical, we understand certain things such as, you know, uh, the difference between hollow point and full metal jacket. And what? Re-racking. Yeah, re-racking. You see what I'm saying? When most people are pistol carriers in certain cases, and even less people, we could argue whether or not they own rifles or not. You see what I'm saying? So he was able to capitalize on the narrative of most people based on what they see on TV. When you look at that, if the defense were to counter and say, yes, the prosecution has capitalized on using the word kill. And I feel that the prosecution, you know, they, 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 they so eloquently continue to use the word kill. But I want you to use your common judgment. I want you to ask yourself, have there been people who have been shot in places where they should have died and they did not? Have there been people who have been shot in places where they should not have died and they did? Is every person who was shot or stabbed, do they die? You see what I'm saying? Those are things that the average civilian can relate to because, yes, not everyone who is shot dies. Not every person who is stabbed. You see what I'm saying? Those are things that can be related to. I don't, I, I don't think, that, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that they had the best uh, attorneys on both sides of the aisle for this case. I think they, I, I, I just feel that it's, it's, it's more qualified personnel out there. They probably could have capitalized on those key elements. Uh, even with the defense saying a left-handed, uh, it was, this is for this is right-handed. If it was left-handed, you know, it'd be this, that, and the other. Like I, I really think that they should have went out and got more experts in the firearm community that were more versed or more, uh, or more uh, knowledgeable of the situation at hand that could have possibly helped out either side. Like, I but think that's how, that's uh, not your jury pool. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about as far as the as far as is calling in experts. But that's so the experts that they had come in. You know, you had experts come in about the videotape, which I understand the videos are very very important. Right. But I would have had an expert come in and actually read a test on ballistics on gunshot residue to show how if he got shot here, the amount of they did of, do of, that. Uh, who, who was that? Expert? The medical examiner. Yeah, the oh. ME, the ME testified to that. And yeah, they so supported. They, the, test, they testified to. I'm saying an expert to show like the distance they can measure the exact distance the, 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 is, the muzzle of that. Of the that problem bear. is the ME actually helped the defense. Yeah, yeah, because so there was no need to bring an expert in because the, the the medical examiner supported the defense's case of self defense. See, let me tell you one defense attorney I actually love. The defense attorney in Derek Chauvin's case. He, now, we ain't talking about whether Derek was right or wrong. We ain't talking about the win or the loss because that was motivated by other factors. We can argue that. But the defense attorney in Derek Chauvin's case actually was speaking to the jury and teaching them. You see what I'm saying? 
Sometimes you're so good at what you do, you don't know how to teach it. And if you don't know how to teach it based upon how people learn, then the you're disconnecting from them. And when you disconnect from your triers of fact who are not... See, you got subject matter experts, but do you have subject matter listeners? Can they comprehend what's being said to them? And if they can't comprehend what's being said to them, then what 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 are we getting? Anybody want to comment? Since John is fighting in the comments, I'm I'm watching that. <laughs> no, I, I think like like y'all said, the 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 beat has definitely spent more time kicking at the fuck prosecution doing a closing argument. I think they did that because it is almost crystal clear that this is a self-defense case that the prosecution doesn't have a fucking way to win. However, that's not up to, it's up to the jury to decide. But I think even the judge know this is bullshit. That's why I think he was so nonchalant about a lot of things. And I think the, um, the, the defense saw that witnesses that the prosecution brought to them were actually supporting them that they kind of got a little lackadaisy. That they didn't go as hard as they could have went. I think they was like, yo, we got this in the bag, so we finna, yeah. you know, lay back just a little bit. Yeah. I think there's a degree of cockiness that goes on uh, in mm -hmm. this, um, and it should not be because, you know, it's, it's never over until it's all the way over. You know, that's absolutely. Yeah, it's never over till it's all the way over. And I just think that, you know, a takeaway for you all watching by YouTube, I appreciate you watching. Hit that like, subscribe, whatever the case may be, share it. I think that you need to understand that, you know, your attorney could sit there and shit. Don't just rely on your attorney. To, to know how to defend your case. And I'm saying this from personal experience. First case I had being falsely arrested, I had an attorney, somebody who I considered my friend. He was fucking horrible for me. I had to go and find somebody else. You know, just because a person has that title Juris Doctorate, you need to know things yourself so you can even test your attorney to see if they know what the hell they're talking about. In my own case, I had to take the stand and testify. And the state's attorney in that first case, he tried it, but he failed. Because I knew what the fuck I was talking about. Last comments and then we can move on, y'all. I don't know what y'all... Go ahead, Eric. Y'all fighting in Go ahead, Eric. You haven't talked in a while. Oh, no, I'm good. I just got back in. I'm enjoying the conversation right now, trying to catch up. And I'm on traffic in 94 right now, trying not to run into the semi. <laughs> yeah, that, that's important. Uh -oh. Yeah, I just... Uh, I mean, I'll wrap up. Obviously, we're all sitting around, obviously waiting on the verdict. Um, I think we all kind of know, or at least we're assuming that it's going to go in a certain direction. Um, but again, we're not in that deliberation room to know what's being said. Um, but again, we all have a good inkling. Um, but there still is a chance it could go either way. You know what I mean? 
you, you truly don't know. Um, like I said earlier, we, we talked about the defense, you know what I mean? And I, and I will agree with some of the stuff that like Stronzo had said, you know what I mean? Like in the, in the beginning, defense was very methodical, um, and calculated in the things that they were saying and when they were objecting, you know what I mean? And everything else, they were very methodical and correct in a lot of stuff. Just towards the end, it just, it turned into a pissing match. I'm sorry. It, it did. Um, it, it turned in who got a bigger dick. You know what I mean? And and that sucks because just like um, I, I don't know who said it, maybe KD said it. You know what I mean? The game's not over. At the end of the day, there was you know what I mean eighteen jurors that were present at that time. Granted, twelve were only going into the deliberation room, but there were jurors, and we talked about this last week. There were jurors that showed up today in their head, thinking or not today, but when the trial started, thinking Kyle was guilty right off the bat, based on the court of public opinion social media, everything else. They showed up to court thinking Kyle was guilty. It's the defense's job to, to convince them otherwise. And if it took all the way to the end to do that, and then you botch it on the closing argument, then you fucked up. Now, granted, do we know if that happened? No, we don't. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, again, we're, we got hopes out of this. Um, this will be, this is obviously going to be a case for the history books. Um, this case in itself is probably going to make changes, you know what I mean, if it goes not in favor of us mm-hmm. or in favor of people that believe it's self-defense. Um, it's going to be used against us in the future. And then that affects us all directly as CCL holders, as police officers, um, across the board, this case will affect us across the board. If it does, if it is not, this you know, what I mean, as self defense. So everyone needs to take account of this. You know, what I mean, and even if you're not Absolutely. a CCL holder, even if you're an open carry person, you know what I mean. This applies to you because it was stated in court: the second you are walking around with a gun in the open, you are no longer capable of self defense. So even you open carry people, this case is going to affect you. Yep. And it's basically saying, if Kyle gets convicted, it's basically saying that it's it's totally subjective into somebody's personal opinion if you are in a situation of self-defense or not. It's clear, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it sends a terrible message because if you look at the tape, he is clearly on the offense. He is running away. He was being chased. We know that three or more people with this mob action, right? That's a forcible felony, right? So, and look what the law says. Reasonable belief that your life was in danger. So now you're going to leave it to somebody else to decide if you was reasonably belief if your life was in danger or not. It would set a terrible precedent for people defending themselves, I find well, you didn't have to shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, who are you to say do I could and I could have not? How do we know if if the skateboard kid went with the bashing with that skateboard? Them skateboards hurt. Trust me, I got hit with one of them going to riots. <laughs> they hurt. Like they they are not. It is not comfortable. So imagine if you know if they would beat them upside the head with it and you know killed them. Then what? You see what I'm saying? So. Megan it, was set a, it will definitely set a bad tone in this country. Megan is funny. Definitely will. Megan said, my firearms identify as a purse. Do not assign labels to them. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> I love it. 
Chris, Chrissy Our Ray. guns have pronouns. Uh, <laughs> pew and pew. Look, uh, I think that Christy provides a wonderful question uh, for our last thing that we should talk about. And it's good to see Jacob coming back on. Um, Mike, why did in both, why did people in both of these cases run at people with guns? What did they think was going to happen? I'll read the question again. Mike, why did people in both cases think that uh, run at people with guns? What did they think was going to happen? Of course, both of these cases, we're talking about Kyle Rittenhouse and Joseph Rosenbaum and the other person in Bicep. Uh, Huber and, and uh, my, my mentality. Yeah. And my, my mentality only. And, and I, I, Ahmaud Aubrey. Yep. So, I mean, I'll jump in real quick. To be honest, I can't give you, because I say this all the time, I can't give you absolutes and contextually-based questions. There are thousands of variables that happen in all those cases, with the biggest ones being that we can speculate where their heads were at, but we, at the end of the day, we don't know. You know what I mean? We have no idea what they were thinking at that moment. There's a good chance they didn't know what the hell they were thinking at that moment. Um... For the rioters, you know what I mean? Again, we can speculate. They had chaos on the head. They wanted to create death and destruction. They wanted to, to destroy shit. So in their heads, I, I heard Sandman say it a minute ago. You know what I mean? Mob action. When I got 13, 14, 15 mofos, you know what I mean? And whether somebody has a gun, a baseball bat, a car. I mean, how many protesters do we see storming cars? Okay? Knowing mm-hmm. damn well a car can run your ass the fuck over. Yeah, we're still gonna charge it. We we we've seen this before. That that behavior wasn't um, an anomaly at all. Uh, We've seen the mob behavior before. We've seen them attack police officers, and actually, we've seen them pull a police officer out their vest. We've seen that. You know what I mean? Like literally drag a police officer off the line and pull him into the crowd. We've seen. This mob mentality before we've seen it during the G, the G, uh, what was it, G7 summit, whatever that was, yeah, that was here in Chicago seven, yep. several years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I, I guess hey, they hey, get Sam, man, Hold on, hey, Sam, man, hold on one second, Mike. Lock the guy on YouTube. Oh, shit. all right, yep, thanks. Sorry, Sam, man, good. I, I appreciate that. that. Yeah, we got an ignorant, ignorant person. Go ahead, okay, so. Uh, you like like um, so I, I think these people get a a false sense of security amongst numbers, and they feel like they can just out they they, they 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 try to swarm. Like we've seen this behavior before. If you watch those tapes that happened in um, Oregon, you know they they was they was they was riding for months. You seen a lot of it too. They will swarm people who had maybe not a gun but maybe a blunt object. Um, I want to say that guy that was in the military that got killed um, right before the election in Oregon, Portland, I think he was swarmed too. Remember? He mm-hmm. got killed? Yeah. I can't remember his name. I think he was swarmed as well. So it's, it's like a mob mentality. Wolfpack Maybe mentality, we should. we used to call it. The wolf pack. So, Everybody's yeah. sitting around growling and growling and growling until that 
one lone wolf go out and take that first bite. Once you take that first bite, that's when everybody is willing to go in and because they mm-hmm. they got numbers. They think and and why they run at people with firearms because they they really don't think they're gonna shoot. Like how many times have yeah. you seen people pull a firearm and not use it until you yeah. actually realize that they must. Now, this is the question that I have been posing over the course of talking about things relative to, uh, you said he's back? Let me block him off. Yeah, he's Call back. Call us his back. Wow. All right, every time y'all see what it. What is he saying? I want to know. I, no, we're not going there. We don't have time um, for that. We can't use this terminology. We ain't, got, we ain't got time for that. Let's keep going, y'all. Uh, we gone. Screenshot of the sentence in it. It's already deleted. It's yeah. Gone. Um, here we go. So the main thing that I've been saying is in this situation, the main thing that I've been saying, okay, Christy, matter of fact, let me see, Christy, 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 damn it, I don't know how to do that here. All right, I'm going to have to, uh, we'll, we'll take care of that, Christy. Um, the main thing that I've been saying here is the space that Ahmad had available. Jacob, you still here? I'm still here. Okay, good. Remember, you said you didn't see the video. So I'm going to rewind this back just a little bit. And I've been talking about the space that he had where he could have ran in a different direction. Okay, here we go. So that's the McMichaels truck that's in front. Travis is apparently out of the truck. Let's watch it. Matter of fact, let me slow the speed down. Oops, sorry, guys. Let me slow this speed down because that's what needs to be looked at. Let's see. Okay. All right, here we go. And you see all that room that I see over there. Like, you didn't have to go. So you see him going in front of the truck. Rewind this back. So they're spending a lot of time focusing on the guy that's behind, uh, the guy that's behind. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just I'm just reading some of the comments. They're spending so much time focusing on the guy who was behind uh, Ahmad as if this guy was really really close. You don't see him really, really close. That seems to be a, a bit of a distance from Ahmad. And do you see all of those areas where he could have ran and not went towards the guys he felt were going to kill him? I mean, am, am I missing something here, guys? Oh, it looks pretty evident to me. You know, it's it's a lot of you space. Trees, you got trees. Yeah. You, you got you got concealment. You, you know, you can zigzag. Yeah. A couple of this, different decisions should have been made or could have been made. Yeah. Could have been. Made. And then they talking about, well, they ran up on him and boxed him in. 
where do you see him boxed in? I don't see him boxed in at all. If that's a box, that's a big ass box. <laughs> and but see again, I mean, and I can play a little bit of devil, devil's advocate. Play it, play it, please do. Again, we've talked about this a thousand times. When the shit hits the fan, you truly don't know how you're going to react. <clears throat> Develop that fight or flight response, and obviously, when you feel your life is in jeopardy, and obviously somebody's got a gun and you don't have a gun, you. Again, there's too many variables out there, you know what I mean, to trying to pick. Okay, so, John, I want you to unfuck that real fast, and I want you to <laughs> I want you to go on ahead and work with the variables that you got. Because I get the whole situation with the contextually... So mindset. Now, well, here we go. I want you to go on ahead and look at the variables that we have here. I be- see the variables. Because I what I'm, variables. Because what I'm saying is this. Yes. You got no control. Yes, I get it, right? I totally get that. So here we go. If you don't know what to do in these given situations, whose fault is that? Not saying it's not his fault. No, I, no, no, no. I didn't say I didn't say it is or is his fault. I'm just yeah. let's go down the line of who could who could bear the responsibility for him not knowing what to do. Beside whatever role he could have played in educating himself on survival and self-defense. Who else had a duty and a responsibility? We just talked about it earlier today. Oh, his parents. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Mama. Thank you. Yeah, I see we got somebody another uh so yeah, y'all see this? Got it. Okay, good. You see what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is this. Now I got I took care of him already. What I'm saying is this, you can't eat your cake and have it too. I'm saying, at what point in time do we start to factor in accountability? Mm-hmm. Not in America, you won't. Don't get me wrong. We talked about this earlier, and uh, Kwan McNeese was uh, in the conversation on TikTok. We talked about the Georgia law that says you are only authorized to make an arrest if the crime that is being committed or if you got a reasonable suspicion of that crime that has been committed is a felony. You see what I'm saying? So we can argue whether or not the McMichaels had a duty to chase him. That's one point. But my thing is this. We talked about this on TikTok. Can you control the actions of another person? Yes, no, maybe so. Am I talking to myself? Um, Again, there's variables. What is that noise? That was me backing him into my garage. Oh, good. No, that's good. That's a good noise. That's a good noise. Again, there's a lot of variables there. You know what I mean? Can we control the actions of another person? Possibly verbally, if if we're able to de-escalate a situation. Okay. There's a possibility behind it. Again, there's variables. There's context. Right. So, could Ahmad Aubrey control the actions of Gregory or Travis McMichaels within that given situation? We could argue if he would have stopped with his hands up and complied. Well, who are they? Who are they? Isn't that also, though, did, was, didn't he suffer uh, schizophrenia? 
That's not known to anyone. So we can't even introduce that. That's not, you okay, see what I'm saying? I wasn't sure. I just yeah, heard some but, different things about it. And I, I haven't done my own research on it. And see, the problem with so, certain arguments. see, that right there, what you just said, it still goes back to the fact that who's, who's responsible with Billy was it? His mother's. Like, let's just be real. If you got a kid that you know suffers a mental illness or, 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 or mm -hmm. how, so have you. I think All right, fellas, come out here. All right. I think you should be even. You too. Yeah, you do the same. I think you should be even more in tune with who, what, where, when, why, and how. Making sure who is that that kid is around, why that kid is around them, how that kid is acting, where they're going. You should be more responsible for that child, knowing that your child, even though they're grown, may have mental illnesses or mental health issues. Still goes back to the accountability of the parent. That's true, and so I agree with that. You know. Um, Megan, you said he went crazy, uh, on someone it's in the video before then. But what I'm saying is this, Megan, what people are not understanding is that the reasonable belief standard is that did the McMichaels know about the schizophrenia? Oh yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you look at Rosenbaum, Grosskreutz, and the other persons in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Did Kyle Rittenhouse know about any of their violent tendencies and forcible felonies prior to him discharging that pistol? No, they did not know that. So since they did not know that, you cannot add that post-issue into the analysis of reasonableness of that person's action. No, absolutely not. But I mean, you can also say, you know what I mean, just about earlier when you asked about obviously trying to change someone's actions per se. I mean, Kyle actually did try and say it's changed someone's actions. When they first started coming at him, what did he yell? He yelled friendly three times. Right. Well, what? It, what? Here we go. Friendly. At that point, they, they didn't give him another choice. You but, know what I mean? He tried to deescalate it and but, it, it didn't work. But here's this, though. You've been trained. I've been trained. <laughs> Sandman, Katie, and even Eric has been trained. We know what friendly means. You walk by as you said. You saw I'm saying. You walk by and start saying friendly to someone else. What does that mean? And that's the problem with people who are trained, right? You forget. That's just like me saying, "All right, no problem. I'm sitting here dealing with a 1096 subject." Those of you all who, you know, would just say like the difference between Chicago police and other departments within the south, south and northern suburbs, they deal with 10 codes. Chicago doesn't deal with 10 codes. So if I'm saying we got a 1090, I got a, I'm here my back, I'm here myself. Yeah. We, we, hey, I got an echo. Yeah, I'm hearing an echo. Uh, you got a 1096. Chicago doesn't know what a 1096 is because they don't deal with codes. And so once you're trained, you got to be able to communicate with other people the way they speak. Schizophrenia, unless he showed behavior that was attributed to that diagnosis. But that behavior could be excited delirium. It could be a wide variety of other different uh, situations or, or behaviors that are that are that are. Uh, that are, uh, I'm sorry, that are reflections of other type of illnesses. That's what I mean. Long and short of it, when we get back to the video here, this is the facts that I've been looking at along with other videos too. But this is the part where he was shot. You see all the room 
and all the areas where he could have gone, does it make sense, back to our most central question, to go around the person you saw with the shotgun on the left, the driver's side of the car to then go in front to then continue to attack this person? He is actively hitting this person who has a shotgun. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't necessarily make sense. And so that's my main point. That's that's all that I've really been trying to focus on. Does and that see, make sense? And, 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 and you're talking about, obviously, in regards to him actually shooting. You know what I mean? But as far as Aubrey running, again, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense. But people with mental health illness do shit all the time that don't make sense. Absolutely. And so whose responsibility was it to keep him away and monitor his behavior in certain situations where he could be a danger to himself and or others. Family and or doctors and medical staff. Absolutely. Which guy are we talking about? Somebody said somebody bad this guy. What does that mean, Laura? Ban who are we who are we trying to ban? She said something about banning. Um American Noir, I think maybe. Free. Yes. American yeah. Noir. Got it. Yeah, I got it. He's out. Yeah, he's out. I got him. He's out. Man, we got some good ones tonight, Mike. Hey, look, I got them fingers. <laughs> they are. Uh, they are. Hit him with the blizzard. This one is determined, this one is determined tonight. Yeah. And yeah. I can't even see the comments, Mike. But this right here, it, it, the, the idiots is getting banned. It actually plays into exactly what we're saying. You, you, say, it, you, you don't want to see the comments, to be honest. Uh, you know, but, but it plays into what we're saying. What we're basically saying is, you came on this live and you want to act for fucked hard when you had another option for the rest of your night. You could have went and watched some television. You could have went and cleaned up your house. You could have went and did a whole lot of other things. The person that you can control is yourself. Don't try to control us over here. Okay. Oh, yeah, no. You, so, that, that's, a, that, that's a losing case for really. you. You're going to try and control any of us up here. So, Stephen Holliday makes a point. He says, when you point a weapon at a person, it's considered an assault. Travis did it twice. Actually, Stephen, it's not considered an assault. It's considered an aggravated assault because the aggravating factor is the weapon. Neither here nor there. What's the context wherein that weapon was pointed? Well, and that's what I was going to say, because if that's the case, why didn't the prosecutor get charged in the Rittenhouse case? Because it's context. Because it's context. Was it was it wrong that he did that in the firearms world? Yes. Everything he did broke many gun gun rules. But was he doing it in malice, malice um, content? No, he wasn't. He was trying to do it to prove a point. Is he still an idiot? Absolutely. Um, but again, he, he didn't have no malice content or intent, not content, intent um, when he did it. So, again, it just it depends on the context. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm with you on that, dude. You ran out in front of this car and then ran back towards it like you had a million and one places to, to dip off to. That's just common sense. You don't have a gun, a weapon. You got potentially more than one person in this vehicle. You've already identified that one of them has a gun. 
Yeah, you get the hell up out of there. And it's like, I hate it when people sit there and try to make it seem like mentally, persons with mental uh, mental statuses are totally incapable. Are you fucking serious? The, pl- the plenty of times I'd have responded to calls where persons with altered mental statuses, they knew what they were doing. They had to, and they could explain it too. And they will sometimes use it as a reason because they know society will give them that ability to use it as a reason to, to, to do certain things. Come on, man. He knew exactly what he was doing when he ran around the front of that truck. Come on now. Come on now. Let's start it from the beginning. Here we go. I'm going to play it again. You see him running. And it's a nice little, nice little jog too. You see him running. Now, they could have shot him on approach. You don't see that. You see him observing. Let's look at it. You see him observing Travis McMichael. If, in fact... This is Travis McMichael pointing the shotgun at him. Let's just say this is him doing that, right? Let's just say that for the sake of argument. You see, you see him deviating away from that, going around to the uh, passenger side of the truck to then run in front of him? Come on, bro. Now, K1 says, could you not say he used the truck as protection? We could say that if he, let me rewind it. We could say that if he stood right here on the, uh, on the passenger side truck bed where the father Gregory McMichaels was. What is Gregory McMichaels doing right now? He's on the phone with the police. So don't be surprised if they introduce it into evidence. Don't be surprised if they sit here and use the fact that they were calling the police as they were pursuing him and giving them a real up-to-date position as to where Ahmaud Aubrey was. You know who also was able to use that as a defense? George Zimmerman. When George Zimmerman was going after uh 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 what's his name? Um Trayvon Martin, he was also on the phone with the police too. Mm, you know what? Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. I see where you're going with this, Mike. So basically you saying Amar should never try to run up on him and, and engage him, which he did do. He should have kept running out of the way. You know. What if this was a... What, here we go. Still, let, let's be clear. They still murdered that boy. But, you know, I'm going to stand on that. You know, and they. but I see what you're saying. This probably could have been the case where he could have saved himself. But let me, ask, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. If we are saying that Kyle Rittenhouse was okay, and John, I really want you to think about this, right? Okay. If we are saying it was okay 
for Kyle Rittenhouse to press the trigger against Joseph Rosenbaum for him trying to take his gun, then would that not be the same argument that could be had here that it was okay for Travis McMichael to press the trigger when it is obvious that Ahmad was trying to take his gun? Let's rewind it. Here we go. Okay. Okay, I'm going to let you rewind it. I'm going to counter that one, though, man. He's running. And what do you see? A struggle for the gun. He ain't been shot yet. He was shot at. He hadn't been shot yet. Now he's shot. This is a whole fight right here that he ran into. You literally ran into the fight. Let's just say, let's just say this was uh, Travis McMichaels pointing the gun in an unlawful manner towards Ahmad. That's a no-no. He runs around it, then runs into it, knowing you don't have a gun. That ain't survival when you got all this space. You can't... Okay, so... Go ahead. So, here we go. Who was the initial... Who was the initial instigator? Okay, mm -hmm. that's a whole okay. other argument. That's a whole right. other... Right, so... They were pursuing him first. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Ahmad decided to say, well, instead of run out the direction, I am going to run around this car and I'm going to engage this guy who has a gun. But so initially, so that puts yeah. him on like, in my mind, and I would argue that puts him at still at a self defense because he was being pursued. Well, and that goes along with obviously what we teach in the class in regards to aggressors. Okay. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. when you have somebody who instigates a fight, I gotta go, guys. Sudden, All right. Somebody starts to fight back. And now the original initiator, you know what I mean, has to obviously shoot and kill that person. They were still the initial aggressor. Mm -hmm. I don't, y'all, 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 y'all kind of, y'all kind of blowing me here. Are you gonna run towards somebody with a shotgun if you ain't got no gun, John? Hell no, absolutely no. not. Okay, oh, so y'all cut that fucking shit out. Because we are instructors. What? what we teach is what people are going to listen. And you all are making it seem like when you got no choice, we were talking fuck about it. He referenced the law. He no, no, no. But here we go. Reference the law, Mike. What I'm saying. In reference the law. Here we go. Right? I'll throw my arrest record on the table against any of you all in here. What I'm saying is this. Could this have yes, been... Hold on, here we go. Could this have been a bad citizen's arrest where no one could have gotten killed had he not ran towards them with the shotgun? You all are not separating it. Trust me, I, I get the law of aggressor. I'm not exempting the McMichaels from what could be a bad citizen's arrest because Georgia law says that it must be a felony. Y'all stop fucking with John in the goddamn comments. Fucking <laughs> asses. Y'all stop that shit. 
Thank you, Jeremy. I would have went the other way. You got all that motherfucking space. Because what I'm talking about is saving fucking lives. The McMichaels are not necessarily my concern. The law says that it was supposed to be a felony where that gives them a reason to pursue. It wasn't a felony. So we could argue so the... They should have, Ahmad should have ran the other way. He should have known to run the other way. But see, there are different segments of this, right? You've got the pursuit. That's one question, right? Even in the law, if you look at the definition of the law, the uh, uh, in terms of an aggressor, even within the statute of aggressor, it allows you an out to still be able to claim self-defense if the circumstances change. A person is not supposed to instigate a situation and then mm -hmm. claim the response as a reason to use force. But the context changes if deadly force now becomes a part of that. Let's go with the hypothetical. I step on your shoes, John, and say, what the fuck you going to do now? You decide to pull out a gun and I say, ho, 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 wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. I apologize. I'm backing up. And now you decide to point that gun continuously and say, fuck that. You should have thought about that before you stepped on my motherfucking shoes. So now Illinois law and every other state's law allows me, provided I got the ability to get off the X and shoot you because I tried to back down, but you didn't back down. So now I'm in fear of my life, even though I started it. I tried to stop it and you didn't control yourself. So now the tables have turned. And that's what I'm saying in this situation. Even if the context is a bad or citizen's arrest for if Ahmad did not run to Travis and he stopped or ran away, one, Ahmad would have never been taken into custody because he would have ran away. He probably would have gotten taken into custody by the police. Or if Ahmad allowed them to take him into custody or at least hold him and not attack Travis, then you could have had a situation where the police finally got there. The police decides it's nothing to arrest him on. Ahmad goes on his way. Travis goes on their way. Gregory goes on their way. No harm, no foul. We'd have never heard the name of Ahmad. But now the situation changes when you run towards someone with a shotgun who feels they now have to defend themselves because Travis couldn't make the argument on the stand. I could have shot you as you was running towards the truck. I could have shot you when we were behind you, but we went in front of you. Guess who does? Guess who do that? The police. Travis is a former United States Coast Guard boarding. He's former Coast Guard law enforcement. You hear the defense attorney testifying he went to Fletzy. So he's former law enforcement. Gregory is former law enforcement. They went above, uh, uh, ahead of him to try to stop him. That's a police move. Mm -hmm. And then we get some people that are arguing the whole, you shouldn't bring a gun to that. I say this, if what they felt they were doing was reasonable, which we know in the context of the law, it was not because it was supposed to be a felony, not a misdemeanor, right? But if they felt it was reasonable, 
then you is it the possibility that Ahmad could have been armed? And how do you mitigate that potential armed threat? Because people got to take that into consideration. I get it, Stephen Holliday. I get it. Here we go. They're not the police. So I want you to consider that, Stephen, and those of you watching, when you are asleep and someone kicks in your door and you grab your firearm and you point that gun at that person and say, don't you fucking move until the police get here. You're not the police either. So if they can't apprehend someone, you can't either. And you got to be careful about these legal arguments because under the doctrine of star raid decisis, if they decide that the McMichaels can't hold anybody, if they decide that Kyle can't defend himself, you know that applies to you too. You got to be careful when you now. Don't, I'm not saying that Ahmad's Jeff is his death is justified, right? But what I'm saying is you can't throw yourself into no, no, no. Kwan, you missing what I'm saying? I'm not saying that he had a gun. I'm saying there's the possibility. And when you throw yourself into the mouth of the lion. Don't get mad when lions do what lions do. If you felt these two guys, Gregory and Travis McMichaels, were grand wizards of the clue, I said it wrong, it's Ku Klux Klan. Why would you run to that cross burning? Come on. I'm done, y'all. I'm, I'm sorry. I just went on a tirade. Whatever. So basically, so basically, what you're saying is, Ahmad should have should have never engaged him. He should have ran the other way, and he should, you know, live the fight another day. Basically, look at all that space. I'm, 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 like, I, 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 basically, what he's saying is that in the world in which we live in, there always, uh, hopefully, there's another option, and with it being another option, another option could have been taken that potentially would have saved his life or potentially would have gave him time and distance in order for him to have life by going the opposite direction. I know a lot of people out there are looking at it whereas, well, we shouldn't have to do that. It's a I lot agree. of things we shouldn't have to do. Well, 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 sometimes some communities, you got to know where the fuck you at. Well, well, he was... But let me let me, let me ask you this. That's if true. Look, looking at that picture right there and you have to know uh -huh. where you at. Guess what? If I see two individuals go in front of me with shotguns, or with, or, 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 or I'm pretty sure something was said on the way when they was uh, pursuing me, I would have came back the way I came from. It's harder for a, tr a vehicle to turn around than it is for a person to turn around. So with that being said, I'm pretty sure we've all been on the hood, whereas the ops came up the street. We ran where they came from because you can't turn around. Now right. you gotta go around the block, get out your car, and I'm about to even the, the playing field. We've all played hide go seek. Whereas you hid, you thought you had the best spot to hide, and you heard that person coming, and you ran the opposite way. Running towards danger. The only people I know that run towards danger get paid for it. Firemen, police, 
military, so on and so forth. I'm not going to run towards danger. I'm not going to teach you to run towards danger. I'm going to teach you to preserve your life, to fight another day. At the end of the day, is it wrong? It could be, depending on who eyes you're looking through. But when you have other options, we need to stay time, take time out of our day and start to think before we move. We have to think about what your exit plan is. Your everyday life, especially with those persons that carry concealed carry, those persons that are going through these classes and you out there carrying a firearm and you have never been in security, military, police, or anything else, I really want you guys to listen to that. You have to think right. about what your next move could be. Just because you have it doesn't mean that you should pull it. Just because just because it's an altercation. Just because it's an altercation doesn't mean that you should engage. And K Wan I'm just interrupting this real quick and I'm gonna let you continue, please. K Wan is saying with another vehicle behind you. K Wan, I don't know if your eyes are working, sir, with all due respect. That goddamn vehicle that was behind him that was recording this wasn't as close as you low as you want to make it seem. You see how that goddamn space? Keep going, Katie. You know, just because it's an altercation, just because you have the opportunity, it's something that I got from Mike that I teach in my class. And it started out, if I'm, if I'm mistaken, Mike, correct me. It started off as uh, can shoot, will shoot. The so will shoot, won't shoot. Yeah, can shoot, won't and, shoot. And then it, it developed to must shoot or want to shoot. Have to shoot. Yeah, you have, have to shoot, shoot want to shoot. Yeah, want to yep. shoot. Uh -huh. Because mm -hmm. now we're looking at the, the, the psychological aspect of people. Whereas some people want to do it because I got a tool. Yep. Mm -hmm. I got this. I mean, I got a blick. I mean, look here, bro. I wish somebody would. But guess what? You have went 30 some plus years of your life avoiding altercations. Absolutely. You have went. 40 some years of your life avoiding altercations. Just because I give you a new tool to put in your toolbox doesn't mean you know how to take apart a car. Hello. That's why they have mechanics. That tool that you got in your toolbox maybe only be meant for you to change your headlight bulb. It doesn't mean that you can take this assemble a car and put a new engine in it. This is a tool. It's a tool that without proper training, without the proper mindset, without the proper uh, uh, etiquette, you will turn around and you will be either gunned down or locked up. That's the only two options you got. Until you take the time out and you learn your craft, until you take the time out and you go to someone and put you in situations and become battle-tested, whereas your mental is there, your psyche is there, your movements are there, your understanding is there as to what this tool is actually used for, it's going to be a lot of people involved in these kind of incidents. So what all we said is with this video, thinking in hindsight and being smarter than Einstein right now, right now we're looking at other options and other opportunities that he had. It's big ass trees around. Go and hug the tree. Get from out in the, the, the open, go behind a tree. Hit the field. Stop, drop, and roll. But to engage and to run it, it's just like me saying, oh, man, the neighbor house is on fire, so I ran inside of it to go try to save everybody, and it's blazing up. The fireman ain't here yet. 
well, when a fireman get here, they may just run into that house, but they have the tools to go in there. They got seals. They got they got scuba tanks. They have the uh, big thick jackets. They got hoses. They have all of the things and the tools that they need, and they're been trained. So, uh, right. I'm not trained for that. I'm gonna stay in my lane. I want I want to say one more thing before before I jump off. I got I got to get up in a few hours yeah, to work. So culturally, in the South, see we're going to see this case again. Just like I said it years ago, because I me and Michael talked about this yesterday uh, with uh, George Zimmerman, and I said it. I thought about it. Say you know I said ten years ago, like this is not going to be the last time. Vigilantism. They don't really call it that down there. This is what they do. You're not, if you're suspicious, they're going to confront you in their neighborhood. This is what they do down there. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm telling you there are certain parts of the South. It's probably just certain parts of Chicago, Mount Greenwood. If your black ass is there, they're going to come outside and what are you doing? And what, why are you here to see? And if they don't like your answer, you're going to have a confrontation. Let me ask you a question. Much to your point, if you are black and you go into a heavily gang infested neighborhood and you look like you don't belong, will you get challenged there too? Oh, absolutely. If you okay. op, you absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Just want to just want to so, throw that in. So, Keep going. So, so what does that tell us? What does that tell us? What, what's the learning experience? Now, now, now we identified the problem. What's the solution that I've had? That pay the fuck attention to where you at and stop being a goddamn victim and be a motherfucking survivor. When I teach my class, and and, 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 I, and I hate to say it, when I teach my class, I tell them, if you was a bitch and was scared to go in Pilsen before this class. You're going to be a bitch with a gun and a concealed carry class, a concealed carry card. Be still, be still scared to go on Pilsen. This does not make you tough. This does not make you smarter, quicker, or anything else. If you didn't move that way before, don't move that way now. For this Amar Arby case, we don't know the Pacifics. We don't know. I, I don't know a lot about the case. I don't know. But in, in hindsight, again, there are, are other options that could have been taken to alleviate this problem right here. Like you said, with the George Zimmerman uh, case. I know people going to give me flack about it, but let's just be honest, if you want to touch on that, what could have been done differently? I'm sitting here talking to you guys like this now. How does this change the dynamics? It should change the dynamic big time. I mean, I mean we, we, we got out of conversation if you want to save lives. If the objective is to save lives, as as instructors, you know, tutors, and, and um, you know, and defenders of of the Second Amendment and all that good shit, we got to talk about survival, and we and we got to we got to possibly save a life next time, so the next person could know, like, hey, this is what happened in this situation. It's called debriefing. Um, make sure you don't make the same mistake because. It can happen if you're in the same situation that the outcome could be totally the same. I mean, this shit is George Zimmerman all over again. It's just it was just two two offenders now. You know and what I'm saying? The police didn't tell him to stop pursuing. But my yeah, whole, I don't know what the police said I, because I didn't I didn't hear the tapes. But my what, th- I, what what I do know is yeah. he was like 
When a motherfucker say that colored person, when they stop that, that color shit, you already know what they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't no reasonable white person use the word colored. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just real. John, you know that. I mean, you, you're white, obviously. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, you, you one of our white brothers. You know, we are brothers. We are brothers here. But you know, it, you're not finna call nobody a colored. No. You know what I mean? Right. But some of them down there, that's what they do. That's their cold word for nigger. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you. It's so, like so again, so again, who you mad at? Are you mad at the snake or are you mad at yourself for trying to say his hand? Yourself. Say it one more time. Are you mad at the snake or are you mad at yourself for trying to snake shake the snake's hand? <laughs> Man, I, I I am I am upset that Ahmad even tried to go beat his ass or whatever. You never run up on the back with no pistol, no shotgun, no no rifle, no bazooka, no nothing. You, you know, you 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 gotta go. You gotta run the other way. You know what I'm saying? Even if you have a pistol, you never draw the draw gun. You know what I'm saying? They already got the drop on you. It's like if you, you know never what I'm if you never draw on a drawn gun. You damn sure don't run up on one. I don't understand why. Right, right, right. That, that's what I'm this saying. This is a hard so, yeah, fucking concept for people to believe. And it's amazing how many of these... How, I'm going to go there. Fuck it. It's my platform. People don't have to let me give a fuck. I can't believe how many of these... I just got my gun. I'm blackity black and I'm black, y'all. Folks, you just got your shit. And all of a sudden, you you can't grasp the concept that you don't draw an already drawn gun... And you don't run up on somebody with one. You got a problem with my fucking message. I just, I don't get that shit. I mean, I do get it. I, I get it. Trust me, I get it. Because some people just don't get it. You live in the bubble and you just, fuck it. I, I, I don't get it. But again, like you say, we, 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 if it was common sense, it, 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 the world would be totally different. The, the, the sense is not there, and, and, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation. And hopefully, someone out there, yes, in, 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 in internet land will understand and see this and see we're not picking on Amal Aubrey, we're not, not nope. we're not defending uh, those persons that was inside of the truck, we are not saying that he should have did, could have, could have, should have, would have. What we're doing is we're dissecting a situation that is in the news today to try to give you a different perspective on how to survive and how you won't be uh, Ahmad Ari, how you won't be put in that position or that predicament if you're living in the south, the north, the east, or the west, how you should make or you could make a better decision. It's learning from someone else's downfall, learning from someone else's uh, 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 tribulations and trials in their life. You don't have to go and take the do that same thing. Please don't go out there running and say, I wish they would. Let I me, wish a motherfucker would. Let because me, I'm sorry. Huh? Go ahead, Mike. Let me address these folks in the comments because I'm looking at the comments and I see some people who, look, we all got differences of opinion. This is not a conversation about. Y'all just stop being racist in the goddamn comments, please. Those of you all in the comments, those of you all in the comments, I want y'all to understand on my platform with my friends, right? Whether it be Eric, John, Jacob, Marquise, you know, uh, Sandman, Katie, 
uh, uh, anybody else we invite up here, Kiwan, you know, Angela, whomever, okay? You are going to have to realize that there are going to be some people in the comments. Kiwan, don't tell me what to do on my platform. I Kevin Samuels your ass out of here. Don't ever do that, okay? I'm going to take the conversation where I need to take it with whatever points it needs. It. And I know you didn't do that in disrespect. Okay. But let's, let's, let's be in control. Okay. And don't get mad. Just say, okay. Cause I want you here. But those, there are some folks who are so black and black and I'm black y'all or so wh whatever they, they trying to argue points. Just cut that shit out. You have to understand this. First of all, if they never, I get, I get what you said, K1. You fine. It's all good. Respect. There are some folks. Hey, Gladys. There are some folks who have never gone out of the spectrum of their communities. That's all they know is black, black, black. So they can't relate to the context of things outside of that community. And there are some some folks who have just been in the white community, and they can't relate to the context outside of that community unless they're serving they're living in white communities that have the same issues like black issues you just don't have a skin color because there are those communities that suffer from those issues lower class close to middle class issues right you have to see if a person can understand the argument that you're trying to pose stop giving some of these people in the comments all your energy Cut that shit out because you're just you're feeding your ego and fucking my shit with all this other stuff. You see what I'm saying? I agree. Stop with the race fighting. This is to learn everyone's point of view. And that's what I'm saying. When it's time to inject race in this, we're going to do it. I'm moderating this shit. But when it's time to separate it and come as one, we're going to do that because family matters. You see what I'm saying? Family fucking matters. That's what this is about. Helping people, regardless of race, avoid becoming a victim like Ahmad was. You don't get to put yourself in the shark tank and then protest sharks for doing what sharks do in their environment. You don't get to put your hand in the lion cage and then when lions do lion shit, be mad at lions. And then we live in a world where they gonna go euthanize that lion when all he did was what he was always. Yes. Anytime something come up in here, I eat. So now, what makes me not think that I'm supposed to eat your dumb ass? It's two different guardrails to tell you stay the hell up from over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna use my famous line, and I'm gonna go, Mike. Yeah. People have to remove emotion and look at the logical lesson here. There is a lesson what you said, like. I, I, I thought about it when we talked about it yesterday. I said, God damn, you're right, because we've seen this shit before. You know what I'm saying? And, and me, I look at my life. I've been in a situation where I was somewhere and motherfucker looking at me like, who the fuck are you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And why are you here? Yeah. You know? And you shit, know why they're doing it. Shit, I've gotten that. You and know what I'm saying? So we have to... No matter how fucked up a situation is, I want everybody in the comments to understand something. Let's take. Everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen that movie Lone Survivor, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Okay, now Mike Murphy was that was that motherfucker, the lieutenant, the yeah. one that died. Yeah. you know, mm -hmm. made the call. What makes you think every fucking SEAL platoon after that didn't sit down and talk about what the fuck went wrong and how it went wrong? Yeah, how terrible it was. Oh, so I, they I, won't I fucking do it right again. Now. I can attest to that right now. After every op, there is an AAR. Uh -huh. As, as what you call a debrief after action review right. we call it an AAR which yep. is an after action report yes right where we literally sit down with people depending on the op we're sitting down with people from different alphabet soup agencies if we mm -hmm. gathered intel you know what I mean on the op um, we're sitting down with command obviously going through and every person sits down okay mm -hmm. and goes through and fills out an AAR and mm -hmm. then from there you know what I mean it's all the higher ups got it. You know what I mean? They compile it all and they basically figure out where things went right, where things went wrong. What could we have changed? Uh, what should we maintain and continue to do? Um, was the mission considered a success? Was it considered a defeat? You know what I mean? It goes down that whole line. So basically you take a motherfucker like Mike Murphy was considered to be the dude of all dudes, basically. Right. Yeah. What I understood, what I read about him, and a couple of guys that I, you know, went to their training courses who knew him, they had to sit there and listen to what he fucked up at. Just, just. You see what I'm saying? And, I mean, and, and, and it's not taken away from how much of a great dude operator he was. It's that some decision that was made cost them their lives. Yeah. It's just like and and, and and you gotta sit down and listen to it and it's not taken away because Mike Murphy is a fucking American hero. Yep. All day long. But that does not mean that some some, some of us and people make mistakes. Some great firemen make mistakes and die. You know what I'm saying? Some great police officers make mistakes and die. You know what I'm saying? We've all seen it. But we gotta talk about it so the next batch could survive. Yes. Are y'all agree with me on this, Mike John? Yeah. yeah. Just like yeah, you know. when people say when people say certain things like with Ella French, remember how people were praising, you know, and saying, Oh my God, she's a great person and she was the, the Chicago police officer who was killed uh along with uh the the other police officer who was shot, Officer mm. Yanez, right? You can still say, yes, she was a police officer. Yes, it was okay for her to be on the job. And also say, yes, she should not have been on that unit. Yes, she did drop the ball. Yes, she fucked up. And because of those things, that contributed to the, to the, to the highest possibility of her getting killed. Yanez dropping the ball. It contributed to the highest possibility of him getting shot in the face. The bond proffer has it where both of them had their guns in the holster. Boy, we ain't never doing that shit. Yeah. I mean, and, and that tape, when it finally comes out, it, it's going to get scrutinized. Boy, it's going to get scrutinized boy, by from every wait. fucking apartment in, in the country. Yes. Because that's, that's, why, they trash, that's why they trash yeah. so hard to not let it come out. Because 
back if you from if you're from Chicago, you know that Daddy Daly made Chicago CPD, the boys in blue, as one of the most top decorated fire uh, uh, police departments around. How dare them release a video of that sort to show that we have two decorated officers gunned down with their uh, gun still in the holster. I doubt if we see that tape. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, we we, we, we going to see it. We going to see it. So it's gonna be after, it's gonna be after the trial. Here's another person that we here's another person that we look at within the context of what we talking about. Y'all look at the screen. Oh yeah. Remember this? Yep. Smith that's why I said, don't you motherfucker. And I'm not talking about y'all who here who get it. I'm talking about those who gonna watch this video later. Don't you motherfuckers sit there and talk about me analyzing. Ahmaud Aubrey, when we analyze people like Quincy Smith right here, who's still alive, who fucking dropped the ball, bitch. As a former taser instructor, this is the X-26. Yes, this is the X-26. The cartridge he has is the XP-25. That is a Carhartt jacket. That XP-25 cartridge and those probes will not penetrate that shit. He is in the direct line of fire because most people are right-handed. This is literal point-and-shoot distance. And to sit here and say, the nerve of you, the insensitive nature to criticize Ahmaud Aubrey, fuck y'all. Not y'all. You get what I'm saying. Context, y'all. Right. <laughs> right? This is a situation where, man, look. Bam. Right there. Got shot. Right in the line of fire. Everything he did wrong. Bam. Right there. Everything he did wrong. And you see those green doors? He discharged the taser. But still didn't hit. And got Man, shot for Yes. Yeah, he was on the phone. As many times I've seen this video, I never noticed he was on the phone. Fuck. And that's what I'm saying. In this profession, I'm not talking about the curriculum gurgitating. He had to go. He went to sleep. I get it. In these, in this profession, the curriculum regurgitating instructors don't do what us professionals do. We analyze the traumas of other people to save those who could be saved. Yeah. So don't come for me, bitch. Because not everybody want to be saved either. Yes, because if you can't see that in this Ahmad Aubrey situation, he could have used all that space. If you want to sit here and make that vehicle closer than it was, then use a plumb motherfucking fool. And you need to use that to motivate yourself to go get some goddamn training. And that's what we've been arguing all this time. Get your ass some motherfucking training because it's the fact that Ahmaud Aubrey did not have that. That attributed to his freezing of not knowing what to do. How you live in the slave side and you ain't got slave feet? Shh, don't answer that. 
<laughs> I'm petty as hey, y'all, I'm out, I'm, man. Bless yeah. everybody. I'm screaming so much because that's my I'm platform, and I talk with passion. You got a motherfucking problem, go somewhere. <laughs> Fuck. You walked into the wrong Yo, goddamn Mike, room, I'm Commander. We'll talk tomorrow. I'm, right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see you this weekend at the range. Yeah. Johnny, be cool. AKD, everybody. All right, I'm, I got to take your class, bro. Uh, so we're going to talk. You see how they talking? Right. Bless up. You see how they talking? They talking, talking about getting trained. So what the... Get your ass trained. We about to end this. This has been a great ass live. Y'all end it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm here. Oh, we, still we still hanging in there. Yeah, it's going on three hours. That's just how good this shit was. All right, y'all. Hey, Gladys, what's going on? Gladys knew me from when I was on the department. She know this the same shit I've been talking long time ago. Ain't shit changed. <laughs> shit. I used to talk about training all the time. All the time. That's a whole nother story about the department, bro. Boy, I tell you. Boy, I fucking yeah. tell you. You got a handful that's going to go out there and do some training. Yeah. And I'm just saying, boy, yeah, I'm telling you. That's all I'm saying. K-Wan, K-Kwan, I'm sorry. K-Kwan, send me a request through TikTok, and then I'll give you the link, and you can come in and join. Because I want to hear your point counterpoints. You know, I want to hear them. I love it. We love having people on this. You know what I'm saying? We love having people on this. Yeah, Miss Cat, that's what I'm talking about. He said, Do you I need to tonight? Do I need not tonight? Hell no. We get out of here. Okay. I'm going to sleep. I got a class I got to teach in the morning. About 30 some folks. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. You, you already know, shit. You already know. Yeah, we do go way back, Gladys, and I'm proud of you too. Still doing great things out there. So, all right, y'all. Let's, let's, all right, let's wrap it up. Peace. Yeah, that's all we got to say. Peace. Y'all y'all have seen the thing scroll across the bottom. You know how to check out John, Marquise, Katie, Jacob, anybody else, all that great stuff. Oh, Lord. No, Megan. No, Megan. What does a gynecologist and a piece of man have in common? Yeast. I, <laughs> hold on. They can mostly smell it, but they can't taste. You know what? I'm out of here. That, you get the fuck out of here. Y'all are something else. Y'all have a good night. Come back Wednesday, every Wednesday. And I appreciate y'all. Those of y'all that have been hanging, I've been watching these numbers. Those of y'all who've been hanging in, man, y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all. And y'all definitely come back. We're going to do, you know, if you want to hear this again, you can either watch it on YouTube or go to the podcast uh, on the mic with Mike. Uh, the whole thing will be on there for you to listen to as we're driving all that as you're driving, all that great stuff. Uh, I love y'all. Stay safe. John, Katie, we'll talk every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Trigger with Destructor Mike and friends every Wednesday, Miss Cat, every Wednesday. And we've been keeping it consistent too. Yeah, buddy. Yes, Megan, we're going to have you on next time. <laughs> oh, shit. Rocking with you. Uh, I take one of your classes, but I can't carry it, Illinois, so I stay in Minnesota. Man. Hey, Elijah, just because you can't carry in Illinois doesn't mean you can't come down here and get training, you know what I mean, on how to get off the X. Now, I didn't see the USCCA video on Kyle. I'll, I'll watch it, uh, but I'm mainly trying to see what the outcome of this trial is going to be, uh, and let's learn lessons from this stuff. All right, without further delay. Y'all go ahead and do what you do. Stay safe. I love every last one of y'all. Peace.
Peace. All right, we out. <laughs> I was waiting for it to go great. <laughs> How was that, man? That was good, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one.